What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, December 7th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Zawaski, a.k.a. Father Zoe, a.k.a. Offseason Zoe. And with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. Uh, last week's show, uh, when we recorded earlier, it was uh, I think we ended the show by saying what we were thankful for. Uh, Kevin and I were very thankful that the Cubs were looking like they were acting like a uh, big uh, market team. Uh, being in on top free agents, Otani, Yamamoto, you know, they're going to be after these guys. If not them, they'll go after Soto. Um, I just want to say, everyone listening, little kids out there maybe, uh, for the parents, maybe have this on the car. Uh, for the kids, uh, don't have dreams. Um, never hope for anything. Uh, the bad guy wins, just nothing matters. And that's emo, Aldo. And also the good reverend K Fids. Hey, hey, yeah. Tonight is uh, is a night that we have. Uh, yeah, fifth year. Sorry, try Drew. We, we added a year. Uh, it's a dog year apparently. Uh, fifth year. Um, yeah. No, we're 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 me, me and Aldo. We're, it's been fun. It's been a fun ride. You know, it's so happy to see that the Cubs are a big market team, acting like a big market team. And and you know, the last thing that we ever would think of is that the Cubs could get outbid. I don't know by a you know a Canadian team for God's sakes, or you know the Giants or the angels again or whoever it is jets cooking jets cooking though uh he's cooking out and you know i'm looking forward to seeing these one-year veteran contracts on the way it's gonna be a blast so after all that positivity that's what we're gonna be talking about this week uh winter meetings came and went well they're not done yet we're right in the middle of the winter meetings right they no no, no. wednesday night it's, it's over they're flying oh. out already <laughs> oh winter meetings came and went <laughs> Eric uh, Fetty, no. baby, biggest deal at the winter meeting. Jerry was the godfather this time. He had so the biggest we'll, deal. We'll talk about uh, what went down at the winter meetings, uh, our takeaways from it, and uh, yeah, this another one. It's off season podcast, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're new to the show, off season podcast means you don't know what the hell is going to happen, and I think we're very, very good proof of that we should be the case study of off-season podcasting among, um, other, among other case studies of other things yes, too, obviously yes, one of them would be very much so but all that and who the fuck else knows uh let's tap this guy free build of the favorites we here for the latest yeah. south side or the north side not tuned to the greatest home team for the home teams both sides got our own rings on the mound on the long ball but we don't put the wrong strings yeah it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Canty, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy. As always, the show is brought to you by SportsMicry.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications, so you'll be notified when the Cubs actually do something. 
Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com, and you'll also be notified that the White Sox are the mystery team for Otani. Uh, and also brought to you by Uncle Bud's, 9700 South Cicero. Uh, for you OG Southsiders, that is where TC's used to be. Uh, great food, good drink specials. There's always something going on. I got something going on every damn night of the week. Karaoke, bingo. Uh, I can tell you from experience, recent experience, their slot machines definitely pay out. Um, yeah, Uncle Zone made some loot the other night. Uh, yeah, Uncle Buds, hit him up. All right. So as we mentioned, it was the winter meetings. I don't know. Can we start with something else? So I want to start with something else. Baseball needs to fix this shit. This shit's getting really, really, really annoying with this whole drawn out free agencies. I'm not saying Otani's is drawn out yet because compared to the years past, this is actually kind of pretty quick with them saying that he's going to have a decision by the end of this week. But like they need to have like, I don't know, maybe like the winter meetings is like the deadline for free agents. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be sitting here waiting until February to find out where some of these guys are going. Like, let's get this going. Let's get this popping. You know, I don't know. I've been going back and forth with that too, Zoe, because I think uh, it really popped off. Uh, when was it? Probably a few years ago, maybe right before the lockout. I think it was that one uh, Machado and Harper offseason where those guys didn't sign until late February. And then we're all like, nothing is happening. And we keep getting the same story. I remember telling my wife the other day, I'm like, it's Monday. You know, they're, they had, they're having their winter meetings. This is when shit's supposed to be happening. Nothing's happening. And she's like, didn't you say the same thing last year? I'm like, yes, that's what oh, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah, it just happens every year now. However, when you think of, to the NBA and NFL, like everything happens that first like night, midnight day, mm-hmm. like all the big names sign, and then nothing really happened. Then it's over. At least with baseball, you know, we got a couple signings in November, a couple little things here the first week of December. Obviously, guys are going to sign. But it, it this it's this part because it never seems like there's a big rush of teams signing, and it's like, man, why? What are the what are the point of these meetings? I feel <laughs> well, like they're, they're, they're deciding rules, like they, you know, they're they're uh, they're drinking whiskey and they're hanging out in Nashville for like fucking three days is what they're doing. I heard that there was a rager on Sunday night. I did hear that that there was like uh, some gentlemen got together uh, that got there a little early. Not not major ups, but there were there were members of teams that uh, definitely enjoyed Nashville Sunday night. So that sounds like a blast. If if you don't ask me, I actually thought though that this definitely was- pissed in the bushes. Uh, Jed, ninja around right now. He's he's hanging out over at the. Uh, well, I don't know, but I, I figured the Patterson House there in Nashville would be a great place for them. Because it's a place that literally has a no phone rule. You have to put your, you have to literally. So like, what a great place for these people to all meet up and like, you know, private, dark, excellent cocktails, little good donut, little good mini donuts, and it's like a really nice. But there's a no contact other tables. You stay with your group. They literally curtain you off. Like it's great private, and it's like outside of the town, so it's off the main drag. It's not like right in the middle of everything. So like, I thought that would be a great place for like some secret agent meetings. But it turns out that uh, everybody was apparently too hungover, or they just you know going to the uh, Grand Old Opry to, to make any deals. So here's my my so my proposed solution. That's the one I was looking for. So you make the winter meetings the free agent deadline, but you push it back. So it's not the first week of December. Okay, so you get a little bit more of a cushion. Because I understand in this day and age, 
all professional sports are 365 the way that they're set up like especially the nfl it's it's fucking football season all year like shit happens nba shit happens like and i get baseball's trying to compete with that but if anything this makes me like get upset about being a baseball fan it's just sitting here waiting and waiting and then shohei doing this whole secretive free agent thing you know some people are getting a little butthurt about that i see both sides of the coin there i respect shohei for being like i don't want to be this big lebron james spectacle but i also respect the fact that fucking reporters got to do a job man you know like there's i think i have the perfect solution and they kind of already do this um, I don't really know exactly why, or but like if you think about it, like the jet, the big Japanese free agents, they get posted by their teams, right? And then yes. they either have a thirty-day window or a forty-five-day window, and it's like I, you need I to like get an MLB deal by then. And if not, well, you're going back. You're staying in Japan, I guess. Why do that with like free agents? Uh, if you want to do it, if you want to do like the cutoff of, uh, like you know, it. if you want to give the guys who have been in the league, you know, like ten years or something. Uh, mm-hmm and you give those guys a longer period to negotiate, all right, do that. But, like, you're already doing it with some of these star free agents. Why don't you start to impose that timeline for others? Yeah, but think about the chaos that's going to cause. Because if, say, we do it, like, December 1st or whatever, whatever, what do you think the bullshit's going to be media-wise going up to that anyway? Rumors and bullshit anyway. Like, it doesn't change anything. Yeah. Oh, it does, though, Fitz. It changes. I'm not finished. I'm finished. Let me finish. The only thing it changes is that you know what window to watch as a fan. That's it. But you're going to still be dealing with the same media bullshit. You're, all you're doing is just basically forcing people to make rash decisions last minute because they're forced under a time frame. And I just don't think the way the baseball works, especially because you can pick up any guy at any point, any, any time, or a random Tuesday in, in you know May. Right. So I, I don't like that. I don't like the, I don't like how some leagues have like things where you've got limitations on how you can operate. If some dude wants to sit out spring training because he just wants to sign and kind of skip out some of that stuff, so be it too. Like I just obviously it's a red flag, but. You know, these guys, I, again, it's the same thing about getting pissed about Shohei. Look, it's his free agency. He's going to do it however the fuck he wants to do it. It's his mm-hmm. to do. He's earned the right to do it. Nobody else has. So everybody that's pissed is pissed because they don't have content. You know, go fucking go yeah. do a profile on a on a on a mid level middle reliever that you know does charity work right. in the offseason. These guys I'm aren't expanding; they're only focused on the superstars. Tell the story of the whole game of baseball, for God's sakes. Go meet. But, go tell us about some kid that's you know worked his ass off working three jobs and somehow we do have a one Soto update. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, yeah, yeah, from uh, Martino, right? You saw the same yes. thing where it says it. It, it seems a little more uh, be patient, but at the same time. <laughs> the Juan Soto deal has been done for like 24 hours, <laughs> yeah. depending but, on uh, whose Twitter I, you've been following. I was under the impression it was done last night. And the like, latest from Andy Martino, who's been like tweet, he like he had he was one of the first guys who had like all the prospects going, and he tweeted ago like what five minutes ago. I'm hearing cautious optimism that issues can be worked out, and Juan Soto Yankees will proceed. A lot of work has gone into this from both sides. It was supposed to get done many hours ago, but it does not sound dead. And then somebody replied, please tell me there's no chance it could be dead. And this is just the greatest reply. Andy Martita replies, I mean, there's a chance any of us could be dead at any moment. Jesus. <laughs> what a troll ass. That's what I mean. Dude, like, oh, this is this but- is. This is all Padres. It sounds like it's all Padres. It sounds yeah, like kids. the deal got put together, and now the Padres see all the media pressure. Think about Aaron Judge. Think about all the shit that's happened over the last couple of years. Think about how the Padres are the ones that actually – who did the Padres get fucked over by? Uh, 
It was from like the Marlins. I think they were supposed to get Galen or somebody. Well, who were they supposed to sign? Weren't they signing someone last year? And then they. No, this was. I remember a few years ago there was a medical issue. I think about it with Galen or Turner. I think I forget who it was. But uh, I know I started the anyway. show very negative. But how about <laughs> this optimism, Cubs fans? The Padres. Maybe they were quote unquote snags in medicals. Sure. So what if? But what if a team called them up last minute and we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What about I'm gonna let you have that? I'm gonna let you have that. So go ahead and have that. But what about Jordan Wicks? Padres have done this before. They were gonna get Scherzer, remember? And then they started fucking dicking around. It was Scherzer, it was the last minute and get bigger prospects, and they lost Scherzer. So this is what's gonna I mean, they're not gonna lose this one because it's Soto. They're the winner in this one, but they're the ones selling, but They've known they're they're they've got a shenanigan pattern behavior a little bit shenanigans shenanigans. But back real quick, Fitz, to your point about how these guys should go do exposés on the mid level guy. I get what you're saying. I appreciate that. And as a a big baseball fan, I'd probably peruse some of those. But you got, I mean, you know this business. You have you're based on your clicks and your traffic. Yeah, we're not growing the game. So let's complain no about one. growing the game by making changes by not doing the actual stuff that grows the game, which is giving coverage of the entire scope of the game to show people how beautiful the nuance is. That's you the know how mo- media you needs know how to much more people. Too. You know how much more people would pay attention though if free agency didn't take four months, if there was a oh, certain yeah. period. Yeah, but then you also what are they going to do then in the other time? What are you going to do besides that? I don't know. You could just start tearing this shit for all I care, but I'm just saying, like the way <laughs> that you just have to. Round, though. I kind of, I, I mean, like I said, I at the end of the day, like yeah, like these guys, the, we're, we're complaining because our, our teams want, are seemingly are seemingly in the mix. I don't know. Complain about shit. My team ain't doing shit. You got Betty, bitch. <laughs> I got you got, uh, so name, you I gotta sign dude, somebody. Come on, you guys. I got, got a dude named. I got a cape MVP and a hope for Whit Merrifield. He's got a sweeper <laughs> now. That shit moves. But it, but it, I'm actually but kind of excited think, about Fetty. We're going to talk about that in a minute. I actually I think, have talked myself I do think you can do Fetty. like a, hey, December 1st, free agency, boom, let's go. And then like cutoff is like February 1. I think that's a fair. And then like that's after fine. that, you can, after that is when you can sign like the guys, like the veteran deals, you know, like the one year mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think you can do something like that. I am I like vouching for like I'm like MLB needs to do this no but like if there is a, something that could be done I think that's a maybe a solution maybe I don't there's know gotta I don't be something. Just, there's like, got to be something better I there's I don't know I like I like the, I like the drawn out part of it it's just it makes it it makes it the whole off season a mystery and it makes every day possibly that day and I know everybody's impatient because they want results but it means nothing signing a player in baseball is not the same as signing a player in basketball or football when they need to be in the locker room and need to be in the film room learning the offensive schemes baseball you show up and you hit and you play because everything is played the same way at every level so it's not the same. Like uh, and the reason why the other leagues have these deadlines is because they need these guys to get in there and learn all of these different schemes. <clears throat> you don't have playbooks. It's just show up and hit, show up and pick it, field your spot. Indivi- most individual individualistic team sport there is. So I mean, it, it, that's the other part. That's a, that's. I mean, I think we're spoiled by the NFL and the NBA and how they have these deadlines. But the fact is, it's because they actually need to giddy up people into the process of getting ready for the season. They know the product will be really bad if these guys are showing up the day before opening day and joining a basketball team. What the hell are they going to do? So baseball, you could roll in. You could literally sign that morning of opening day, put on a uniform, and go out and play high level baseball. It doesn't matter. Like that's the one thing that 
So I think sometimes the speed of which, and everyone wants instant results these days. No one's, no one likes the long game. We're, let's shorten up baseball. Let's shorten up all this stuff. Fucking hey, like how about we do some stuff that actually instills a little patience in society and let us just. Ooh, it ain't gonna work. I also think. <laughs> God damn it! No. I also think the, the the major reason that this. I mean, I know everyone's blaming Otani, but that, that's unfair. It's like I mean, that's unfair. I agree with that. That's unfair. But yeah. the the other part of that is, and we've talked about it, you know several times and we we looked at the list in october the free agent market especially hitters Sucks. is awful <laughs> that's why there's no rush to sign guys yeah. to like huge deals right now because they they can wait them out the the uh, it's cody Be- it's, it's Joe Otani, cody bellinger and then yeah and that's the, the, the that's Reese the- right now <laughs> yeah you get the white royals in town and that's the thing uh, everyone is waiting to pivot like but the pivot, like, here's the thing, too. God, this is so it, like I, you can do multiple things at once to set up and get your chess pieces in a row, no matter what decision comes. And that's the thing about this is, you know, the winter meetings. I know everyone was expecting less. There isn't a great deal of superstar free agents in the first place. When there is, like last year, you're going to get boom, 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 some big deals coming through a lot of times. But it's the free agent market isn't, you can't make, you know, you can't make an orange and apple all of a sudden. The free agent class is literally three dudes, and, and that's it. And so everything else is just mid-level guys, you know, not, you know, Hoskins is great. You know, Chapman's all right, but those guys aren't Bellinger, Shohei and, and uh, uh, Yamamoto or whatever. Uh, so right. it's, you've got those three and then everything else. So there's not a lot there in the first place. So I mean, in a weird way, this kind of stretches it. it it's, you're getting 12 slices out of this pizza instead of just six, I think too. So they're getting some bonus time. You know, if, like Shohei, if, if Shohei signed like three days ago, what else what are we going to talk about? If Joey signed three days ago, that's the big domino that falls, and there would be it opens the floodgates for way more deals. There's a well, lot of people about your mid-veteran contracts that nobody gives a shit about. Like there's yeah, the free agent excitement. You well, can't yeah. just say you want to see stories about mid-level guys making their struggles to make well, their way up, stories. and then say I'm no one gives a shit about mid-level free agents. <laughs> no, well, they're not that they're not free agent. They're not big-time free agents. So yeah, they're not going to get the same same static attraction. But by teaching someone how special someone is by telling their story, that's different. But that's the Tell one the story night. These mid-level guys that worked their ass off to get this next contract. Absolutely, they can still be doing it. Why are they waiting now? Why do they got to wait till Shohei drops that to have that story done? Because all these teams have these fucking delusions that Shohei. they're going to be in on Shohei Otani, and there's, there's a lot of people teams. holding up their money. Honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, guys. Honestly, I know the big stuff right now. I mean, the, it looks like the, I mean the Cubs are out on Otani, probably out on uh, Yamamoto. That's obviously disappointing. But to me, the most disappointing thing of this week is that. We have like hundreds and hundreds of reporters down in Nashville and not one single guy or woman, whatever, took out their phone and recorded Jed Hoyer chewing out Bob Nightingale. Uh, not a single uh, person. What the hell? What, I want that video. Shit. Someone oh, has it. Someone has to have it. Someone <laughs> has it. It just reminded me. Did we get the annual State of the Scott speech, though? Oh, you- I think I think no one cared this year because no, all he has is Bellinger. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. Am I just reading this right? That Bryce Harper is this? This is parody. Bryce Harper wants to discuss the contract extension already. Check the. Oh, I saw that to end his. Did uh, you guys see the the big picture that's floating around? The uh, Otani sitting courtside. There he is. The Lakers game last night. He was. Yeah, he was court. He was sitting next to Flea, the bassist from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. Sitting courtside at the Lakers game last night. Nathan, Nathan. you're the fucking man, dude. We love you, Nathan. Nathan with the super chat. Although previous World Series 25 plus game a year 
fan for five years, no games last year. Should I reconsider and buy tickets for 2024? Oh, White Sox, 25 game check. So I'm I'm gonna chime in. I know you asked all though, but <laughs> as the White Sox fan here, I'm gonna chime in. Nathan, do what makes you happy. Huh. Does going to White Sox games make you happy, dude? Then fucking buy your tickets, man. I'll second Go to that. White I'll Sox second games. That. That's good advice. Because do, they, do what makes you happy, Nathan. I had a long talk with someone about this. All right. So the way that I look at it and I get it. And I think I brought it up on the show before though, when people are like, I can't believe you still go to the game and support that shit and blah, 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 blah. My kid will never be this age again. I will never have the opportunity to bring my kid to a baseball game, to teach him the game and to show him things at this age ever again. And do you think I'm going to let these fucking incompetent assholes take that away from me? Hell no. So I'm going to take my kid to baseball games. I'm going to take him to the game. I'm going to support the team, I guess, by buying shit. I mean, you can you can, just, you can teach them how to scout uh, bad players. That's yeah. I mean, shit. It'll be it'll be empty, so it'll be easier to <laughs> take care of them and get shit. Hey, you know what? Less people, less distraction. Teach him the game. Teach him how to keep keep scores. Yeah. Oh, he's position. definitely going to learn how to oh, how every position is supposed to be played. And play. he's going to be, and like you said, yeah. it's going to be fewer people. He's going to hear everything. So maybe you're going to have to explain things a couple years before you want I to. But a Dad, lot of my vocabulary, a lot of my vocabulary came from going to Blackhawks game in the MTS Chicago stadium <laughs> <laughs> when they sucked. This one guy behind me, I'll never, it's one of those weird memories. I'll never forget. I was, God, I was a little kid, but they were playing the Penguins and this guy hated Yagamir Yager. And he called him every name in the book. Oh, I remember getting in the car and being like, Dad, what's a motherfucking cocksucker? And he was just like, okay. I don't pirate uh, down there. That's who yeah, we're uh we're not gonna tell your mom you heard all those words. So yeah, sorry. You come home, you're like, oh, we went to a chicken coop. What do you mean? Um little little but no, I'm still gonna take him. And I mean, although please, he Nathan directed that question at you, so please go for it. No, like I said, I second that. Uh, and like we, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the angst of white, like the White Sox fans are going through right now, and like mm-hmm. believing or not believing, giving Chris Getz, not giving him the benefit right. of the doubt, just all the anger that's out there. I, I do. I think we we, we talked oh, about it in other chats. Very. I think some of it. I think some of it is very justifiable, but like you know, yes. maybe sometimes it's over the top. But like you said, Zoe, do you treat your fandom however is good for you? If you think that <laughs> you're not going to be enjoying your time there because you're expecting to show up and you want to see a winner and like that's not the product that you're going to get, maybe don't. But if you're going out there for other, you know, hanging out, obviously you see friends out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the result that day isn't uh, at the top of your list. Then get the tickets for have some mm-hmm. have some fun with the family. Nathan, I don't want to blow up your spot, but I know it's not difficult for you to make your way to the stadium. So this is like, an I mean, if it's not an inconvenience, if it's not like a whole big deal to get to the games, if it still makes you happy, there's so much bullshit in this world right now. Do what makes you happy. Which means probably buying a 25-game ticket package and every single one of those 25 going up to my sock summer, hugging him, but going in for a handshake for beef loaf and instead of giving him a handshake, dropping to one knee and punching him right in the junk. 25 games in a row. That's worth it right there. <laughs> That'd actually be really funny. But thank you, Nathan, as always. We really appreciate it. Long time listener supporter. And that actually 
this is a good segue into something else that came out of the winter meetings. As we all know, they were being hosted in Nashville. Everybody was in Nashville. Um, there's been rumors before this about a potential White Sox uh, move to Nashville. Um, and then, of course, Jerry Reinsdorf standing on – did you guys see that picture? That was the ugliest, yellowest carpet I've ever seen in my – it was distracting. I couldn't – it was like – I don't know, but he was down in he was down there in Nashville, and he met with the mayor. It's been confirmed by like twenty people. Although, can you confirm that people confirmed it? I will. Oh, I just started doing that again. I can't confirm yeah. the confirmations. All right, thank you. Um, wait, wait. Confirmed again. Oh, very well. Good job. Well oh, done. Oh, your audio. I think both your audio just got really. Oh, wait, 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 you, wait, wait. I think that's wait, a wait. problem. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so people are taking it a couple ways. You would think littering and that littering more, people would be, more people would be freaking out about it. But I think at this point, White Sox fans are just so sick of this bullshit that everyone's just like, all right. Well, no, uh, it's obviously, I mean, I, mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't even born yet when that first, when the first, when that first happened back when he was threatening to move out to Florida. Um, Florida. But he was like, Jerry has too much of an ego that he has to like, he has to like, you know, puff out the chest and be like, ha ha guys, I was just using, I was just, that was a fake threat. I was just trying to get a new stadium. (laughs) Like tells the media back in the nineties. So everybody knows the playbook by now. Like there's a reason that this story was was planted out. Jerry Reinsdorf told that told that a uh, political reporter immediately. Like, hey, oh, uh, yeah. meeting with the mayor. Uh, can you get this out in the morning? Thanks. And she's written like <laughs> yeah. puff pieces about him in the past. Like that's his girl. And well, like, that's girl don't, you think too, don't you think too? Like what happened with the Oakland Oakland Athletics? Excuse me, Vegas Athletics is a wake up call to some of these owners now. Though, where I mean, look, here's the funny part. Okay, the White Sox have been in Chicago for. 100 plus years, blah, blah, blah. A little different, especially. People forget the athletics. Have, they were literally in Philly for like 50 years, too. They've moved three times. It's not like it's literally their pattern. This is not the first time they've done it. So they're kind of the athletics. It's almost like every 50 years, it's time to move on. White Sox, I don't think, I mean, I, I, I think that it's a threat that I think that some of these owners, I think, what is it going on? Isn't it going on Milwaukee, too? They're threatening to move yeah, out of Milwaukee. They, or they got their money now. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, but it, it helps push things. So I think, I think in a weird way, Oakland's taking one for the team for the rest of baseball to get these owners to get back in line because these cities are going to start going, well, shit, we're, we might lose them like, like Oakland did if we don't do something. It worked, looks like it worked in Milwaukee. It, it, I don't think it's going to, you know, I think that it's going to work in Atlanta, didn't it? Didn't work in, no, Atlanta didn't threaten that. They just got the money, didn't they? But in terms of the oh. fan base and, like, getting the reaction out of them, like you said, so everyone's like, all right, fuck you, Jerry. Like, we know you're not moving. <laughs> Jerry Reiser just forgot the internet exists, and we can all read, so, his, read his quotes from the last time he tried to do this. Good deal. Twitter friend, White Sox Twitter member, Bennett, he tweeted out something that I think sums it up perfect for me. The thing Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't realize is he's playing chicken with a fan base who would love to be hit by the car. (laughs) Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, it is what it is at this point, but the other thing I want to bring up, because I've been seeing some of the fallout, people aren't really even worried too much about like the actual them moving. Now the talk was like, if the White Sox did move, uh, would you become a Cubs fan? Would you stay as a White Sox fan? Would you pick another team? And like, I'm seeing all these people and 
it's doing it's initiating something that drives me fucking crazy. I guess it kind of goes back to what we were just talking to Nathan about. How how there's no way you could be a fan of this if this happened. If the White Sox leave, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. But I'll tell you what, I'm not gonna be like internet shamed into something like, oh, that's right. User four twenty seven eight twenty eight nine B. You're right. I should not be a Cubs fan because that would be bad. I probably wouldn't be a Cubs fan. I think that'd be a little dramatic. I don't know if I could follow the White Sox to Nashville. That'd be tough. But again, I want to. I don't know. I'm. I'm talking about something that probably won't even happen. So I'm not even gonna sweat it too yeah. much. But I, I was thinking on that today because I, I agree with you. you know, I think we we were joking about the Nashville White Royals. Uh, I think it was like a month ago, a couple months ago, when we mm-hmm. had uh, Herb Lawrence on from CHGO. You know, he's made he's made the same point uh, today when that story came out with Reinsdorf and the meeting with the Nashville mayor. And he's like, yeah, there's no, he's like, he'd be stupid. He's not going to go to a town that has like, you know, eight times fewer the people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that he's going to get hundred percent of that market. He's going to lose a whole bunch of revenue moving to that market. Uh, mm-hmm. So Jerry isn't dumb, but I do wonder for the younger fans now, uh, you know, people are there, uh, maybe not even in the teens yet, but getting there, uh, middle school, maybe, it is a lot. I know we bitch about the uh, the blackouts for MLB, and that does suck. <laughs> but it does make it, it with social media and the internet. It's a lot easier to follow whoever you want all over. The yeah, very easy. Um, like there's not this like grown in loyalty no. anymore, especially when you're talking about the White Sox, who again isn't me ragging on them, but like they they haven't been a winning team in almost two decades. Like they right. haven't won anything. And you this... just kind of have this new, like young fans who are into the game. And if they're mm-hmm. in Chicago and if they're not Cubs fans, but like, it's not like the White Sox are grabbing them right now either. No. They don't have to go to the White Sox. Yeah, you got to so... find a way to really wrap in those LeBron Yankees, Cowboys fans. I uh, will say this <laughs> season, like, I, like those I definitely are watch... fans. Yeah. Yeah. Those... Yeah. I definitely watched more White Sox games than anything. That's, I mean, far and away. But well, besides the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> every fucking day. Watch Halloween. Um, Get the creeps. I watched. I watched a lot of Diamondback games this season because one, they were always on like right after the kid went to sleep. You know what I mean? Because the West Coast, so it was, it was a little bit later. But like, Black they were here. fun. To, they were a fun team to watch all season. And Black I was out. like, okay, I like watching these games. I gambled on it, but I also, I was like, I, it was cool. And I don't know, man, this whole thing, it's just, an, it's more annoying to me than anything, but I just really fucking, it just, I don't know. It rubs me the wrong way when people are like, how dare you be a fan of this? Well, fuck yourself. Be a fan of whatever the fuck I want to be a fan of. <laughs> well, there's because you have you have you have back and forth. You have like the reverse gatekeepers and the regular gatekeepers, right? You have yeah. one group that tells you how you're supposed to fan as a fan. Then you have the ones that judge you <laughs> as non-fans. <laughs> it's like you're, you're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't. And and that's the best part, you know. Like I mean, you do the gatekeepers for teams are just as bad. Look, that's we're wild. all good. With, like, no wave. I agree. That's fine. But like some of the shits, like off the charts. Like I, I'm sorry. I, you know, if I'm if I'm going to a ball game, I'm going to wear the jersey of my favorite player or team or whatever, and I don't give two shits where I'm at. 
I'm not sitting here like trying to rub my nose and something, but I might have it might be the only baseball jersey I have, and I'm not going to wear a fucking concert tee to a baseball game. Sorry, like people get mad that you wear jerseys or the. You no, know, I wore a cup. You know, when I when I went to 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 the game with you, I wore neutral shit. I wore Pinwheels Navy shirt, and I wore I think mm-hmm. uh, I actually did wear a Cub hat. I think it was a. If you uh, would have wore a Cubs jersey to a White Sox Royals game, I would have given you shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> blue on blue. Yeah, absolutely. But I would have not. Wouldn't have. I, it drives me nuts when someone wears like a Blue Jays jersey to like a White Sox Twins game. Well, see, that's gatekeeper. What I'm about. Gatekeeper. I would, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm saying. I, I don't tell them. It's just it's hey, a pet peeve of mine. When I go to these Las Vegas athletic games, I'm not fucking wearing. I'm, I'm wearing a Cubs hat. I'm wearing a Cubs jersey. I don't give a shit. Like, a, hat, a hat. A hat is different than a jersey. I mean, I'm gonna be the only one there anyway. But uh, I know. But no. a hat wearing a hat is a different because as a guy that wears a lot of different hats, I've like. Not even real. I've not even realized it, but I've gone to the Sox game actually like two, three years ago. I went to the Sox game wearing a Braves hat and I took a picture with the 108 guys. I tweeted it out or whatever. 20 comments. Why are you wearing a fucking Braves hat? Uh, you know dude. what though, too? In sports fandom, there are some dudes and, 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 and fans, not dudes, just fans in general, where literally 95% of their entire wardrobe is for their favorite sports team. The other 5% is for funerals. And so you have yeah, like legitimate annoying. when they're when these people have to go to a game, they go to the closet and it's like it's like Tommy, what's for dinner tonight? Chicken or or chicken? Like it's the same thing. Like they've got nothing to choose from. They don't have anything else. So I mean, of course they're gonna wear it. again. You know, I just it the gatekeeping is it makes it fun. It's fun to rag too. But there's also like the reverse gatekeepers, right? Too the ones that tell you like how you're not allowed to fan. Uh, in that sense, like you can't like blankety blank because blankety blank. Whatever you know. Again, too many rules. Huh? Uh, I said yakety sax. You said blankety blank. It sounded like yakety sax. Um, Don't talk back. So one other thing that did not happen. There's a lot of things that did not happen at the winter meetings. Signings. Signings. So Dylan Cease getting traded was a hot topic, and we had Jordan Lazowski on last week. Is that last week? Yep. Yeah. Seems so. It seems so long. Seven days ago. It's been. It's been a long. Been a long week. Um. Talking about potential, whatever trade spots, and then we did see it pick up some steam. And you know, there was tweets about how the White Sox have a very steep asking price because of the two years of control. You know, everybody who knew anything has been talking about that. And then earlier today, probably about two hours ago, uh, John Heyman tweeted out: "Rivals are suggesting the White Sox are quote pulling back on Dylan C's trade talks." What they're likely doing is to see who misses out on the coveted Japanese star, Yanamoto, still thought to be a good chance ceases doubt. That makes sense to me. Now that goes to what you're saying, Fids, why there shouldn't be this pressure, because now the White Sox can sit there and be like, all right, you didn't get that guy. We got a guy, but it's going to cost you. I think this is a good play from the White Sox. I think this is going to get them uh, the maximum return on cease. I still we think it's going to be Baltimore from the Reds. We got some names, which if they would have got that from the Reds. <laughs> By the way, happy. looking at that, and remember the debate: Are they going to get one? Guys, or two? guys, guys! This is not totally not spam. <laughs> I'm going to do this once, sending five grand to the first six people to hit me up with "Lucky Me" because I feel some people are going through some difficulties. <sighs> Y'all stay blessed. Well, you Everybody know what? Should do if, that right now. If you head on over and you go onto YouTube and uh, you you super chat us one grand, we'll return the five grand. So yeah, do that. First. There you go. Do that, Bit Boy Douglas. 
Bitboy Douglas, super, chat- super yep. chat is a thousand, and we'll bring you back five thousand. I miss when we had porn. <laughs> I miss the Russian porn bots too. Russian porn the, bots. The, the big debate that we've been having is: uh, Mabuska. is uh, are the White Sox going to get one or two uh, top one hundred prospects? Now, I'm, now I'm thinking two. Well, according after to this well, week, what I got from this was the the White Sox were asking for those four prospects. The Reds are like, that's too much, and obviously negotiations. There was only one top 100 prospect there. There was, but I really liked that package that they had. There was. It was a nice package. Nice pack. We all love nice packages. Ayo. It would have uh, helped out a lot of things for the White Sox because it was it was a mix of pitchers and good hitters. and yeah. Where is that tweet? Where are they? Oh, it's from Bruce. Let's Bruce, see. Bruce. Bruce, Bruce. Bruce Levine, man, um, Bruce Levine looks rough some days, all days right now. <laughs> he's a hundred years old. His he tweets is. look worse though. That's the hard part. Like, <laughs> all right, here we go. Look like he, shit. His tweets are even look worse than <laughs> physically. Like Bruce they, Levine. Yeah. Good morning. Good for the you. The asking price right. for Sox pitcher Dylan Cease is very high and should be for two years control, eight million dollar contract. The Reds were asked for four top prospects, including right-handed pitcher Rhett Lauder. Right-handed pitcher Great Chase Petty, and then the number man. nine and number eleven prospects. I'm assuming he's using the MLB pipeline top mm-hmm. 100, and I think Future Sox got those names. Uh, yeah, they yeah they pulled it up. It's a Future, Future Sox tweet. Uh, and then those for the Reds, their number. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Stall, stall. Stall. Uh, Stall. I'm gonna do this once, sending five grand to the first six people to hit me up with lucky me, as I feel some people are going through some difficulties. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> y'all stay blessed. <laughs> and then, uh, according to MLB uh, Pipeline, their top 30 prospects for the Reds, number nine is second baseman Carlos Jorge. Two first names, dangerous. Jorge. And then shortstop Sammy Stafura. Ooh, that's exciting. Uh, Ooh, 20 years question. old and 19 years old. Young guys. Good question in the comments from our boy, Drew. Who is winning the free agent contest? I will do an update on Friday. What did we Ooh. have? What were they again? I don't even remember now. It was just one player signed. So, I mean, it's <laughs> not. Really we didn't know. We got seven, seven of the top 50. Listeners, listeners did it right. That's right. I'm yeah, the sorry listeners. I didn't do it. Um. A couple. Uh, I will say, I was looking at it right after Sunny Gray signed. A couple of guys, uh, a couple of people, uh, got a lot of points on the Sunny Gray signing. Who got the uh, Fetty? That was a good bingo. <laughs> Not no, no, nobody <laughs> had Fetty. <laughs> nobody had Fetty. Uh, well, hey, uh, you know who's my Fetty? Let's talk, let's talk about your boy, Feds. My Fetty. So, my Fetty. The White Sox actually had the biggest signing of the winter meetings. Fetty is uh, <laughs> Eric Fetty. What do they give him? Uh, two years, 15, 15 million. mil. 15 million. He's 6'4, 200 pounds. He's a big right handed arm. Uh, struggled a little bit in the major leagues for one, two, three, Rats. four, five, six years. Just a little. And definitely took his talents over to the KBO. Where he might have picked up a thing or two because he is the reigning KBO MVP right now. Um, there was a tweet. Now I gotta find that shit. We came very prepared for this show, folks. <laughs> uh, 
Was it the Shh, war tweet? Find... No, I can find this one real quick from Brian Bannister. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. So yes. Brian Bannister, uh, senior pitching advisor for the White Sox, uh, quote, <laughs> it's funny as fuck, because he quote tweeted Sox fan Mike, <laughs> which I just <laughs> thought was these really guys, funny. I'm telling you, man, all these, these guys, guys are on definitely Twitter. See Twitter. <laughs> yep. Uh, so... <laughs> For content here, Mike, everybody knows who Mike is. Mike tweeted out, on one hand, he was horrible for the Nationals for several years, but then he went to Korea and won their equivalent of the MVP in Cy Young last season. This signing is fascinating to me. So Bannister, again, senior pitching advisor for the White Sox, quote tweeted and said, one, Fetty works out in the same facility as Logan Webb in the offseason. Two, he added the same sweeper plus split change to his arsenal as Webb, he did not use these pitches in Washington. And number three, Ethan Katz and I were both with Webb when these adjustments were made. I wasn't all right. So when they did the Fetty signing, I was like, okay, you know, it's a guy. It's they need arms. It's not a terrible thing, you know. Okay, but then I read that, and I watched his KBO like highlight reel, and saw said pitches in action. White Sox might have did something here. I mean, yeah. nothing crazy. I'm not talking like Cy Young like crazy, but I'm just saying like, no, nah, it's it's a low, it's a low risk move here though. It's a low yes. risk move. Really, it's and it's a lightning. In a, I mean, yeah, a little lightning in a bottle in a weird in a in a more extended sense. But it sounds like, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'll let you go first, and, and I'll I'll fill you in on my Fetty stuff, obviously, because we have history. So yeah, he's first. from Vegas, just so people know. That's yeah, learned since high school. Fitz knows yeah. the kid, but um. No, and I'm with you, Fitz. It's, it seems like a very much of a low risk. I mean, two years, 15 mil for a starter right now, that's jump change. And so it's very much like a prove it thing. Um, Aldo pointed out to me that there's been other pitchers that have struggled in Major League Baseball that have gone over to the KBO, figured some shit out, especially with movement. I don't know what they do over there, but they know how to create movement, spin rate on that ball. And they come back and have pretty decent major league careers. And for a White Sox team that's trying to fill a rotation and that's with or without Cease, because they're, I mean, Cease is pretty much as good as dealt everyone just, but why not? You know what I mean? Like it, what, what's the worst that can happen? He sucks. Okay. Well, you got about 50 <laughs> guys in the minor <laughs> leagues that you can and replace them with, but I know we've been talking about Chris Gatz and what to make of him, what kind of moves he's making. I th- I, th- I put it in the chat after the signing. Hey, it's a great move. It's a low risk, high reward guy. You, if he does oh, work out, obviously you're not expecting the the team to compete, but you can trade him if he does work out. No. And if he's good, you're competing. Okay, he's good for you then. You got him for two years, relatively cheap, seven and a half million. Uh. This, I mean, we all know the the sweeper craze that went around last year or this past season. Not a big fan of the sweepers, but I like the split change. <laughs> well, no, well, like that's that. the thing though. It's it's the sweeper that uh, that was the big thing for him. I will say, it, it was and like yeah, there's been uh, I think I mentioned to you Nick Martinez who was with the Padres. Like and I think he signed Merrill with the Kelly Reds too. Uh, who uh, there's another? Oh, Miles Michaelis. I remember Miles Michaelis when he came over. I wanted the Cubs to sign him. Back in 2018. Sports, Sports Genius 38 put in our comments. Um, Miro <laughs> Kelly of the D-backs pitched over there too. There you go. Yeah. That's There's been a one. few guys, and obviously it's successful. 
I like it. it's creative. This is what you need for the for the Sox. You just need arms yep. at this point. You need guy. You need at the very least, you need guys who are going to go out there, and you know they're going to go out every fifth day. If, and that's that's Eric Fetty. If Ryan Thorpe is going to handcuff you in your spending, you need to be frugal. You need to be creative, and this is how you do it. And real quick, although I know, but a little bit of a breaking moves. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, who was on the Detroit Tigers and the Diamondbacks, have had advanced discussions about a multi-year contract. A deal is not finalized, but the NL champions are among the finalists to sign him. If he goes to the Diamondbacks, you can cross Cease off that trade off. That would be a good move for the D-backs. It would be a very good move for the Diamondbacks. Uh, the only but, thing I was going to go add uh, was I forgot who Beefloaf re- uh, reposted, retweeted, whatever it is on Twitter now. Uh, the big difference that Chris Getz has to show, and like you said, you're with an ownership that's not going to spend a lot. So what do you have to do in free agency? You have to hit on these low-end flyer contract guys. And this mm-hmm. is this is, this is is one of the first uh, case studies here. Uh, mm-hmm. for Chris Getz. These are the type of moves that he has to hit on frequently for them to succeed. Yeah. It's true. Okay, Fitz. All right. Snow. Break them down. Oh, no, I got you. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I heard you're hitting puberty. Next, you'll have a beard and some arms, underarm hair. Uh, <laughs> dude, Fetty's nails, man. Sox fans are going to love him. Um, the, the, the sweeper and, and growing... Um, with his pitch selection and his arsenal, um, the dude was able to, for a long period of time, have a lot of success with with I like a, it, minimal, a minimal amount of of secondary pitches. Um, but the guy, I mean, th- I mean, look at some of the things about it. he's a world champion. He has a ring. Okay, you tell me how many mm-hmm. guys in that locker room have a damn ring? He does. He's celebrated. He's been in the parade. He was there with the Nats. Um, you know, he comes out of a good pedigree. He's coming out of Las Vegas high school. My buddy, Sam Thomas, great dude. One of my favorite guys in town. Sam's been here coaching in this city for damn near 40 years now. Sam was with green Valley high school back in the nineties and the late eighties when they were winning, you know, state championship after state championship under fairless. He went off to Vegas high school. One of the funniest motherfuckers ever. I think he only has, I think he has three testicles, no joke. Um, but he, uh, you know, he's a coach at a, it's a hard nosed high school, same high school Bryce Harper went to Bryce was, I think, nice I think Bryce was a year older or maybe two years older. I can't remember. Cause Bryce, hey. had been he left a year, uh, he left a year early. So, but Fetty, I think graduated in like 11 or 12, I think I want to say, um, went to UNLV. So he played for Sam at, 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 at um, at Vegas. One of my, you know, I love Sam. And then he went to uh, UNLV and at UNLV, he played for my mentor. Uh, there are two people in my life that are my coaching mentors that I am not who I am without them. One is obviously coach Witt from Silverado, who I finally got a chance to coach with before everything, before the shutdown and everything. And he retired. Um, but the one that got me into coaching as well, the guy that made phone calls for me, got me my first coaching job at Bonanza where I was able to, you know, take the time and, and have meet some of my best friends and coach players like KB and, and Shreve and all them. It was coach chambers and coach chambers was at UNLV. Coach chambers was also Bryce's junior college coach back in 2010. Um, but he went to UNLV, became a UNLV head coach. One of the best dudes in the entire, like, seriously, like I, Channing is it. Chasen's, Chasen's college coach too. He'll tell you the same thing. Um, and so Fetty played for him. Uh, he's come through a great, the, the dude has been taught the game. Um, he's a competitor. He is a ginger ninja. So I know Bruhe and Luca love him. Um, but he, uh, he's just the kind of the guy that goes out there and he's, he's not a quitter. He's, he's not a, a shit attitude. He's a gamer. He might, he, he might, the only attitude you're going to get from him is if you, if, if you get on his bad side, you piss it, you, you know, he has a chip on his shoulder when you make it, you know, when you cause it, but he's not someone that's going to start something. He plays the game hard. 
Um, and to be honest, too, from what I'm told, he's fucking hilarious. So there's another thing in there is that he's a really funny ass dude. So I just he's been around forever. Again, uh, I, I feel like it dates back to like 09, 2010. I can't I can't remember off the top of my head exactly when he was first popping up. But I mean, with Vegas and, you know, Sam being an integral in a, as part of we played them all the time scrimmages and even the summer just fucking around. So like these kids have been around and Fetty was one of those kids that was a real big deal when he came out of Vegas because he was, he was a homegrown kid and he also was drafted by the Nats. So like it was, you know, Bryce and him. First round. And so it was really interesting and that, you know, so I, I think the White Sox fans are going to like him. I think, I think the addition of this, these, these secondary pitches are going to benefit him. Um, you know, it takes time. And I think some, you know, with, with pitchers, especially, you know, you can't say, you know, he had a couple good seasons over there with, with the Nats. So he had a couple good stretches um, as well. And so, you, you know, you think if his guy can just kind of get that light turn on, he could be a good back end of the rotation guy, maybe mid rotation guy. You know, he's not going to be your ace, obviously, but this no. is a guy that, 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 you know, in a good, in a good successful season is going to go out there and, and, and give you 30 starts and, and keep you in the ball game. And that's with the new pitch, you know, maybe so- better. Let's talk about 30 starts because I didn't look at these until right now. Did you guys look at his KBO stats? He that, started, that's why he that's why he won MVP though. Yeah, MVP is a pitcher. I mean, but listen to these, dude. He started 30 games, 21 out of the 30 were quality starts. He had a two ERA. He had a 0.95 whip. He was 20 and he was 20 and six. He threw 209 strikeouts and only walked 35 guys. Now, to that point, though, I do have to say, KBO and uh, the MP, uh, I forget the initials for the Japanese League, those guys are a lot more, there's a lot of Nick Madrigals in uh, Japan and Korea who are going to swing at everything. I was getting 180 at a third innings pitch, he only gave up nine homers, too. Uh, Yeah, I mean. 209 strikeouts to 35 walks. Can we talk about this ratio? That's insane. I know, it's great. Yeah, no, that's why if 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 the new pitches are legit, you got, maybe you got something you, like you said. Did you look at his? Uh, so I'm looking at like the game logs. When he's bad, he's bad. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> don't cease. <laughs> so like he lost this game. He pitched three innings and gave up. No, that can't be right. Seven earned runs. Yeah, it says ERA. Yeah, seven earned runs, no home runs. Seven earned runs on eight hits with three strikeouts. So that's an well, ERA of 21. No problems with Paul DeJong at shortstop. He's going to scoop up every ground ball. Yep. Hey, and he, you know, like, last... he is a ground ball pitcher. In well, the major he... leagues, he'll be a ground ball pitcher. Here's your consistency too, guys. Uh, 2022, obviously he only threw one inning. But in 2023, 30 innings, or 30, start, excuse me, 30 games, 30 starts. 2022, well, it wasn't a great year with the Nats, but he did start 27 games, 127 innings pitched. 2022, nothing. Uh, well, two innings pitched. That's it. 2021, though, with the Nats, 29 starts or 20. Yeah, 27 starts, 133 innings pitched. So he's, you know, I think he was a reliever early on. I believe they were using him uh, as like a he, setup. Even in he, the major leagues, he doesn't walk a lot of people. He definitely pitches the contact. He's like a. He does. And kind of like sweet a, I hate help. to say it because people, people are going to have shivers, but it, it looks like Keiko numbers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, but it's the big thing is that split change because that breaks down. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of guys are going to swing over the top of that. And that's your ground ball pitcher right there. Well, yeah. So, and, and like, like we always say with these signings, you know, we're not going to, and, and especially the guy who has struggled 
at the major league level and has at least found something for a bit here. We're not going to know until he's out there. Like we're not going to know until he's out there facing MLB hitters. Well, oh yeah, one hundred percent. So, so to Drake's intriguing question, though, intriguing. Comments, say. Very intriguing. And if you're not watching us live on Wednesday night, what are you doing? What are you doing? Live on Wednesday night in the comment section. But anyways, because uh, when you're live, you can ask us questions like this. Drake says, with Rodriguez likely signing with the Diamondbacks and the Angels reportedly being aggressive for Glasgow, thought he was going to the Cubs. Um, if he doesn't go to the Cubs, man. Yeah. Who gets the most desperate for the services of Cease? Well, Drake. The Cubs Hopefully, here. Hopefully yes. it, it is Baltimore. We really, really, really want yeah, it to Baltimore. be Baltimore. Baltimore we want it to be Baltimore. Baltimore can give the White Sox the best return. Um, if not Baltimore, Dodgers. I would also – I would still say the Cardinals. The Cardinals were one of the – Cardinals. Cardinals. Don't, you do, yep. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. I'm coming for you get. I, I do have to say the White Sox has to be careful that they don't wait too long because there could be other names popping up. Like I think the Brewers, there's reports now the last – couple days that they're mm-hmm. thinking about trading Corbin Burns and yep. he's going to get a hell of a lot more than Dylan Cease in the trade. Right. So the White Sox got to definitely time Maybe this. Maybe not I get a hell that of they're a waiting. No, nah, I wouldn't say a hell. The, Pull up Padres. They, I get why they're waiting to see who misses out on the, the Japanese yes. guy, but they got to pull They got to be, you would think that they'd have something ready. So when that's done, they can. Yeah. And I think the reds are still going to be the mix. If they don't get glass now, um, I mean, I and I think I think it's obvious with Bruce Levine tweeting that like there's names being exchanged already. I think the White Sox know at least at a base level what mm-hmm. they can get, and now they're just waiting it out and be like, all right, let's pull it back. I think John Heyman used that verbiage. You know, well, they're pulling it back yeah. right now to see uh, what other teams are going to be desperate basically after after the other free agent sign. Which I think is smart, which again is why I think it's crazy that the Padres are doing the Soto trade before Otani signs. But hey, they're getting so, a big package from the Yankees. With the uh, Glasgow part of that question, and thank you for that question, Drake. Appreciate it. Um, let's talk about the Cubs, fellas. And I know this is going to be a little bitter, but so I'm going positive. into the. So the Cubs sign the manager that everybody wanted. Council, so everyone's pumped. The sign council, and by all means, that should indicate to everyone that they're not just going to get this expensive but very good manager and then not give him a strong team. That seems like that doesn't make any sense to me. But so people were very hopeful going into these winter meetings. You had the Cubs tied to Otani. The Cubs tied to Yamamata. They had tied to possibly Juan Soto. Um, and now we just want to to a branch and just dangle. And <laughs> as the week progressed, all these tweets came out. And there was a lot of contradicting tweets. And again, Otani has done a, a pretty damn good job of keeping this, for the most part, secretive. There's mystery teams. There's meetings that happened. There's meetings that didn't happen. People are throwing you know, ninja curveballs, like, you know, those smoke bombs, like, look over here. Ha, it's over here. But um, it seems like the Cubs are out on Otani and then they're back in. I don't know. It just seems who, like. Who do, yeah, who knows? 
you yeah, know, it's literally, so literally. Yeah. I know, I know. Kevin's laughing, and I'm. I think I'm. I'm on Kevin's side right now. But like, there are still Jeff Passan is still being like, nope, Cubs are in. Right, John, John Morosi, like earlier today, was on the CHGO Cubs podcast. He's like, Cubs are still one of the final four teams. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's not and, and got Ryan Dempster today tweeting cryptic. I had to go put on my 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 uh Andrew Bateman fucking jacket and grab my axe again. All this shit. I got it coming for you. I'm gonna play hip to be square and I'm coming for your fake ass fucking rumors. But geez, oh Pete, it's not it's enough. I literally wrote so I wrote on what was it tw- Tuesday night, uh the athletic Patrick Mooney and Sahadev Sharma wrote about the Cubs like pr- like signaling that they're pivoting from Shohei Otani. And in that article, uh I think it was Sharma was the one who wrote about how uh, Yamamoto, uh, the the 25-year-old starting pitcher from Japan that's coming over, that his market is going to go to like 300 million, maybe more when you account for the posting fees. And that mm-hmm. the Cubs are not expected uh, to be part of that, uh, part of those, part in part of those ne- negotiations. Two hours later, Jeff Passan is on SportsCenter and be like, uh, and here are the suitor, or here are the teams still in the mix for Yamamoto, and you know, he, you, you get the teams: the Yankees, the Mets, the Dodgers, the Giants, the Cubs. But and it's like, all right, are they in? Are they out? Who the f- I don't know. That, that's why I titled. That's why I titled this: the Cubs are out on all the top free agents, but also maybe in. Dude, I, I feel like these guys have like a giant board that all these major writers are all in this like fucking one chat together, right? And they have this giant board, and they're like, all right. It's your turn today. You got these cities. You've got these cities. Okay, Jeff, you've got these other cities. Everyone has their own cities for that day. And they're going to say, hey, these teams are in it for Shohei today. And they, I feel like they're just rotating because they're, I mean, literally, these are like conflicting reports back and forth by some of these guys where, again, the in, out, it's, it's insane where it's almost like they, I feel like they're keeping each market flush which of course allows people to pay attention to their content. So if you drop a Cubs in there on a Tuesday, you drop a Blue Jays on a Wednesday, you drop a Dodgers on a Thursday, you get two for one on Friday, drop the Giants mm-hmm. and the Angels, boom, you've got everybody covered, everyone's hot, and you got nice good clicks going. I don't know. It feel, it, it almost feels like <laughs> that it's intentional, that they just keep, you know, and, and that really they don't know shit. And I would it, agree with that, but with Jeff Passan, he stayed consistent from – was I think he, his winter meetings preview was on Friday that he had on ESPN Plus through like and like he he's a guy who who stays out of like the everyday tweeting rumor stuff so you you only see him on the segments on ESPN and whenever he drops an article mm-hmm. and like that's the only that's literally the only thing keeping me hope about any of this because the other guys it's every day it, they're they're the they're the ones who are appearing on MLB Network. They had their podcast. They're on. Yeah, they got to say something. They're on mm-hmm. all these fucking shows. You know, P- Passon's good with on ESPN whenever whenever he has any actual news. That's the only thing that's giving me like a. And again, when I say hope, I'm like, yeah, I'm like down to one percent, boys. Yeah. <laughs> so, are we not talking enough though about the vindictive pettiness of Bob Nightingale going back and changing the verbiage yes. of his article on USA Today after Jed dressed his ass down? He went back to a story that originally said MLB sources, and then when you go back to the story after he was dressed down by Jed, it says Cubs. Source Cubs high-ranking official. High-ranking official. Yeah, he went and changed it legitimately, specifically to the Cubs in a story about Shohei, and not and, and the Cubs being out on Shohei after he got dressed wait, down. Wait, 
Jed. Hilarious pettiness. Like, With that whole I, Jed Hoyer versus Bob Nightingale uh, cage match at the winter meetings, it turned mm-hmm. out that the the big uh, the big argument there, or at least why Jed was pissed off, was the Morell tweet. And then yeah. later on, it became as like that that just never happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just, that just well, yeah, because he's got to think. And he asked obviously, Bob, oh, yeah, well, what about this? Because obviously, Morell's going to see that yeah, on right. Twitter, and he's going to be like, well, what the fuck? And God, he's working his problems. Base. So yeah, that's a lot of hitting in the winter league at first base too. By the I way, I do want it. I uh, so somebody has to have that video. How did I, somebody have to record Chad like somebody cornering Je, or cornering Bob Nightingale? Someone at the has fucking that. hotel lobby. Someone one hundred percent has. Oh, that. Yeah, how are you like not saying they're going? Oh shit! Here, oh, they're coming. They're about to run into each other. Well, Kevin, he's a ninja. No, no, maybe they only saw like True. the last. Two he seconds. probably didn't know Jed was there. They didn't even hear the footsteps. All of a sudden, he's like a he's like the <laughs> butler in fucking Mister Deeds. Just whoop, just please let me touch your feet. It's very sneaky, sir. I fear you underestimate. Have you guys seen? Have you guys seen that sketch of uh, Shane Gillis on the airplane when they're about to crash and yes. like, call your loved ones? Someone tweeted yeah. out perfectly that when he's like, "I'm gonna fucking come down and kill you." Like that yeah. was like this is what Jed Hoyer did as soon as he saw Five Nine Gale. Like, <laughs> You're really <laughs> shitty at your job. I'm gonna come down there. I'm gonna beat yeah. your ass. Yeah. I do still also need to. Uh, I need. I need the Dodgers to not get Shohei because Dave Roberts publicly commented on it. I need that one to happen as oh. well. I, I was gonna yeah. say, uh, I, I am very resent. I'm bitter. I'm spiteful. I right now, as as a Cubs fan who kind of sees the writing on the wall. If he's not going to sign with the Cubs, which again doesn't seem like it's a thing now, I want him to go back to the Angels. Fuck yep. everybody. I don't care. I don't care. That's not That's not I want everybody to be mad. Rockies. Let's go fuck anyone. No. Just not the Blue Jays. Go back home, show Blue Jays fans are assholes. There. Uh, they love you. You're you love Anaheim. Yeah. Stay with the Angels, please. Because you know what, Dodger fans are Dodger fans, right? And that stuff, but. I have never in this experience, I, you know, maybe I had no experience with Blue Jays fans whatsoever, but I am now been, my eyes are so open. They are, some of them, they are, they are horrible uh, in all of this. And some of the shit that I've now had to read is off. I'm like, wow. So my introduction to the Toronto fan base, congratulations. You guys are slightly above the Mets fans now in my book after this whole thing. Uh, the fact, I mean, again, I, I I love when they're like, oh, yeah, uh, Toronto's a better city than Chicago. Stop. Please, Poutine, stop. Okay. But if he wants quiet and quaint, there you are. That's you. You're the quiet, quaint town. You're, you're literally the sticks of Major League Baseball that, if he goes there. So that's the other that. thing that I, I keep, especially these last few days when it's, you know, all the rumblings like uh, Cubs are probably out. I keep going back to free agency. You can't make players sign with you. And if it does just end up being like Otani was like, I just wanted to be like in a quieter place or in a place that right. I know. Like, I don't know how to react to that. Like, like fuck. Cause it, it's become apparent. He, he wanted at no point to go to New York. Right. Right. So that's why the Yankees trade happened. And we'll get into like, that. In does a he not, so does he think of Chicago the same as New York? Like too big of a city, like too much, no, too Chicago's much attention. Too, I, like, what is it? Like, wh- why pro- does he want to go to Chicago? He, he probably I mean, read, LA. He probably just, read Dom's tweets and like, fuck it, I'm out. I mean, LA is not exactly tiny. But like, that's you the thing. He I mean? probably lives like out in the hills. Like he, yeah, oh, no, he's, 
you can yeah. escape up there. That's a they have a nice. Well, that's the thing. Well, where I know you, Darvish recruiter. I know you, Darvish sold say Suzuki on Chicago. Why is he not on the phone, bad mouthing the Dodgers and telling him how he can just live in Skokie or like Evanston? <laughs> <laughs> right, a little peaceful town. Come on, you. We need a we need a hail mary here. Get, get a show here. Some help. But- <laughs> Oh uh, man, it's just I can see it. I can still see him coming to the Cubs. I don't Toronto never really made sense to me. I feel like Toronto's just is like keeps being used for some reason. I yes, I think the Angels and the Blue, well, especially the Blue Jays, because they're the team that has the last you know five days have been coming up in the in the rumors. I think the Blue Jays are the team that Shohei's like agents are using, be like, hey, leverage. Blue Jays, yeah, they're 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 trying to give us six hundred million. What are you gonna do, Dodgers? I think that's all that is. San Francisco's pretty chill. Yeah, this is a good point by. uh, Well, there's a couple good points in the comments here. Joe Martinez, he won't be the biggest attraction in LA. So if San Diego wasn't broke, they probably he'd probably go there. I get that. Uh, Nathan, Chicago's Japanese community would come out in full force for him. All thirty-two of us, and (laughs) and you you could all celebrate at Nobu. <laughs> but well, first and foremost, yeah, dog. And then um I don't know, man. I I'll probably get yelled at by some douche nozzle, but even as a White Sox fan, I mean he's not coming to the White Sox. I've said it before, I think it'd be dope if Shohei went to the Cubs because then I can go watch the best player maybe of all time play in the city I live in. Whenever I want, you know what I mean? Like, I think that would be cool. Fuck me, you know, but it's it's just, yeah. But, you know, they show him sitting courtside at Lakers game. Supposedly he's holding all of his meetings in LA. If he goes to the Dodgers, that lineup's sick. Yeah, I mean, it's. That lineup's just fucking gross. And they got horses in the farm, too. They could still trade for Cease. I mean, yeah. Well, that's the thing. The Dodgers are like, all right, we got Otani. Time to time to look at the rotation. Yamamoto, three hundred yep. million. All right, let's try. I don't think they do both. I don't think they would do both. I think they would be like, all right, we got Otani. Let's Favorite dump sack teams. and get C's. Yeah, maybe that, that would maybe be more realistic. The Yankees, if they get so, which I still do think they get Soto. I think they're still going to go after. So Yamamoto. yeah, let's talk about this. So this trade has been done for like twenty four hours. <laughs> <laughs> and it just keeps on being like not official, not official. So basically the trade would be Juan Soto and Trent Grisham to the Yankees for Michael King, Drew Thorpe, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, and Kyle Higashioka. Higash, Higash, I, I love the effort. I love the effort. Shioka. I was cruising too until I got you to were. You were. just kind of like, like a speed bump right in the road. I, I was absolutely cruising, but <laughs> it's a big deal. I mean, you put Soto in that Yankees lineup. That's a pretty damn good lineup. And with that short porch and that little league ass stadium they play in out there. I mean, that's some serious thing. And the Padres would be getting a lot of what they need the most pitching. Pitching. Yep. Hi. Hi. Gashi. Okay. Hi. Gashi. Okay. Hi. Gashi. Okay. Bless you. Ka. Um, I mean, Michael King's obviously the the biggest piece in here. 
he's established. That's major league talent right off the bat. I don't know. I'm not very familiar with the Yankees pipeline. Uh, I think Thorpe is uh, one of their top pitching prospects, top 100 guy. I'm looking it up right now. Um, yeah, so no, Michael King is the big guy there. Cheap, cheap, great pitcher. Yeah, Drew, Drew Thorpe's their number five. Hell of a mustache on this kid. Right-handed pitcher. His ETA is 2025. Um, let's see, where's Brito? Brito must be in the major league because he's not even in their top 30. Drew Thorpe does have a great stash. He does have a really good stash. Um, Randy Vasquez. Are these guys? Oh, Randy Vasquez is their number third. The Yankees' number thirteenth ranked prospect. Another right-handed pitcher who's already up in the show. Um, and then Kyle. Kyle, where you at, bud? <laughs> Kyle must be in the show too. They must all be major league because they're not in the top thirty. But anyways, it's no secret. The Padres needed pitching. Uh, the Padres are checking medicals. It's causing the delay, according to Sports Genius 38, which that actually makes a lot of sense. But, I mean, can we talk about this Yankees lineup with Juan Soto? I mean, if they don't make the playoffs again, ugh. I mean, their biggest yeah, problem last year was pitching. Was pit- well, right? I think their offense was pretty brutal, too, because they had a whole bunch of injuries. Well, they did have a – and they did have the Cy Young winner, but – Rizzo got oh, hurt. Judge was hurt. Stanton always hurt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, their plan, if they do get soda, which again, I do think they do, unless <laughs> unless something happens last minute, um, they're going to have Aaron Judge in center field. And for a guy who's already had a couple injuries. Really? Wouldn't they uh, put Verdugo in center field? They're not. They're putting, they're putting Aaron Judge in center. And I that just screams injury waiting to happen to me. Hold on, I'm going down the talking Yanks timeline here. I think they had a mock lineup. Not a big Yankees guy, but these guys do pretty damn good work. Um, I, I swear this thing was done. Oh Here's no, here you go. From Aaron Joel Boone Sherman. says Aaron Boone, Aaron Boone says he's comfortable using Aaron Judge as the regular center fielder. Yeesh. That seems like that. I think that's going to be a problem. Yeesh. Score 15, it don't matter. No, no, no. That, if he gets hurt. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. too. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's a good point. Oish, oish, but that's a hell oish. of a problem to have because you're signing once or you're it's getting arson, I forgot arson. Yeah, yeah. They got Verdugo still. I thought I got arson judges uh, 9,000. Oh, a year ago today, right, Zip? Yep, that was a year ago today. Oh, a year ago today, I got also woke up because I had oh, a there you go. camera shoved in my head. Here, here's your potential lineup if they land Juan Soto. So, yeah, Glaber Torres playing second, Juan Soto playing left, Arson Judge playing right, Rizzo at first, Giancarlo at DH, DJ LeMayu at third, Austin Wells or Jose Trevino catching, Anthony Volpe, who has a great rookie year at shortstop, and then in this MLB network, they have Estevan Florial or Everson Piura in center. They don't even have Verdugo in this lineup. Yeah. Interesting. But still, just, dude, Soto Judge Rizzo Stanton. Yeesh. I'm still taking Mookie, Freddie, and Otani. <laughs> That's very true. 
That's very true. Buster only put his Yankees lineup out. He has Verdugo in center, Judge in right, Soto in left, Lemayo at third, Rizzo at first, Stanton DHing, Torres at second. It's a good team. It's a it's a good team. It's a good team. This is. By the way, I, and again, this one has, I think Aaron, this one has Aaron. This one has Aaron Judge as the DH. What up, Mitch? Mitch. Gentlemen, I, how we doing? Again, oh, yeah, I think they got Jason. Jason Dominguez can come up and play the outfield for him too. That, that's right. I do think it's going to happen, but it be it would be hilarious with all these tweets coming out. And I think Fangraphs accidentally tweeted out the headline: "Yankees it's trade done. for once." Yeah, it's done. Yeah, <laughs> it would be hilarious if it just falls through. <laughs> that would be kind Mitch, of Mitch, Eric Fetty. Believe in the hype? No, uh, no but I will say I don't. Yeah, don't there's think. there's no hype. There is no. What are you, yeah. He's the KBO MVP, guys. Come on. I I think he will. I don't have high expectations. That said, I wasn't like upset with the signing. I get no, where they're not coming. at all. Because worst case scenario, maybe he did find something in South Korea and he turns out to be good. Then great. And then if he stinks, we needed an innings eater anyway because we have young arms that we actually are trying to protect. So let Fetty be that guy that eats a bunch of innings. And so I'm fine with it. Uh, you know, I don't have high expectations. I don't think he's going to be good, but. You know, Fair. I'm fine with it. No complaints. Now, Mitch, are you nervous with the reports of the White Sox basically pulling back talks on Dylan Cease because they want to see who misses out on that stud pitcher from overseas, and then they're going to try to play the market up. But there's rumors of, you know, some other decent pitchers might be hitting the market, and the White Sox might miss an opportunity by waiting. I – no, see, that's that's a valid point. I was not upset when I found that out. I actually think it's rare to say nowadays. I actually think they're being kind of smart with how they're playing it because, I mean, mm-hmm. Josh Barfield spoke about it the other day. I mean, they don't have to trade them. And the leverage that they do have where some of these other pitchers that might be on the market don't is, one, we obviously know about the two years of control, but, two, you're getting a guy that's really affordable. Hey, he's going to probably be around, like, $8 million next year or this year arbitration and then – you know, we'll see how he, he does after that. But, like, you're not going to find many guys with Dylan Cease's stuff for under $10 million a year, especially in the free agency mm-hmm. market, or even in a trade. So I think they have a lot of leverage. Um, and even if they don't trade him this off, like this offseason, you could hold on to him at the deadline. You still have a year and a half of control, and he could even raise the stock even more. Now, I wouldn't advise they do that, but they do have options. So I'm not concerned. I actually think they're being smart about it. It's like, look, a lot of teams want him. Let's get the best offer. Like, let's not just trade him to trade him. So I'm, I'm kind of happy. They have leverage, and they're using it. And I get that, but like, let's say they wait, and then all of a sudden the Brewers are like, "Wait a minute, we could throw out there Corbin Burns, make us an offer instead of Cease." I mean, Little Zoe's all about it, as you can see, he's poking his head in the door. <laughs> what up, buddy? But does that worry you at all? Oh, no, just because of the Christmas. sheer amount of teams that are interested in Cease. Because, like, you say hypothetically, the Braves did do that. You still have the Orioles that need pitching who also, by the way, probably don't want to spend a lot of money. So that fits like perfectly into the market. The Sox trying to tap into, cause they're not going to spend being on a free agent. So Cease is the perfect type of guy for them under 10 million. You also have the reds who need pitchers probably aren't going to spend big. So like there's enough teams in the market where sure it might affect his value a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be significantly enough to, you know, where it's a noticeable, Bro- noticeable Brody, Brody Zawaski. Who's going to sign Otani. Is it going to be the blue Jays? Yeah. Oh, oh great news. Wait, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is it going to be the Dodgers? Yeah. 
Is it going to be the Cubs? Yeah. Is, is it going to be the Green? The White Sox? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it knows ball. He knows ball. He knows ball. Good answer, buddy. <laughs> good answer, buddy. Are the White Sox going to be good this year? Yeah. Yeah. Eddie, yeah. Eddie, right, yeah. Eddie's having a breakout year. You heard it there. First. Yep. All right, buddy. Go back with Mama. Mom, yeah. Yeah. Go eat snacks with Mama. I want to eat snacks. Okay. You want to wait for her up here? Okay. You can wait. But. I don't, I'm just nervous that they might miss the boat, but I think they'll be all right with Cease. I also think that once the Orioles and the Dodgers both miss out because the Yankees land that pitcher, that they'll get a better price for him. Yeah. I mean, Cease is as good as doubts. It is what it is. Now, I will say where I am concerned is because they got that fifth overall pick, is like we're going to be terrible next year and we're not going to be able – to cash in on uh, the good draft capital because we'll probably have to pick outside the, the top 10. No, they have to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, so that, the, uh, that's where it does concern me a little bit like that. That was more worrying than other teams like getting the market receipt. So that was kind of a bummer. But taking my initial look at the potential kids coming out in this draft, I think the White Sox can get a player at five. Yeah. It's, I think so. I mean, it's not loaded. There's not a holiday in it or, you know, like a Bryce Harper type kid in there. But if you look at the top 10 prospects going into this draft, there's some talent out there. They could definitely get somebody. That's absolutely hilarious comment. <laughs> yeah, Doc said Brody will be shaving before Mitchell. <laughs> could see it. <laughs> uh, well, Mitch, yeah. work. Like, I can't grow it out. I was trying to grow out a cool Dylan Cease mustache, and they said, absolutely not. And, the boss uh, called me a bum one day, so that, that's that's when we had to. That's not good. Whit yeah. Merrifield is going to sign with the White Sox. How are you, how do you guys feel about that? Man, fine, cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Fine. It's like the same thing. Like everyone on Twitter. Oh my God, Whit Merrifield will be the worst thing. I think there's a lot of positives that Whit could bring to this ball team, but I'm not expecting a guy that's going to like turn the franchise around either. Like he's not. No. You know, his hitting. If you look at his hitting last year, like bottom five percentile, I believe it was like. Expected slugging percentage, average exit velocity. Like he doesn't hit the ball very hard a- anymore, so that's a bit uh, concerning. He does feel no, a lot of he's, uh... a full approach. Of, we're going to be aggressive on the base pass this year. We're playing Diamondback style ball. So wait, when he gets on, I mean, that's the guy that's going to run for you. So he plays good defense. I mean, and Fitz likes Actually, to talk about it all the time. Looking at the numbers, yeah. I mean, well, oh, yeah, yeah, one. He'll be playing. At, he didn't play second base last year though. He was in the outfield. This is true. This is true. Um, but Fitz, the, the White Sox are going to have. It is very valuable. He's ex- he's experienced, man, and I mean he's he's got a ring. He's been through everything. He hasn't seen. There isn't anything that's going to happen in this game that he hasn't been through. Week seven, asking Mitch Oli fans month of Mitch calendar. She put up oh. the dollar ninety nine this week. That's true. We're getting close. Er, we're getting close. <laughs> er, <laughs> but I mean. As long as the numbers, which it probably will be if the White Sox are signing them, but as long as the numbers fine, okay. Drake in the comments, I hundred percent agree. I would much rather get a Jake Cronworth. Same, but it's I won't be mad at it. I guess is what I'm saying. Like, I agree. I don't and know plus, where like, these people are coming with these expectations. Like, they're not 
signing Otani. They're not getting Bellinger. Like you're going to have to just like accept the fact that it's guys like Whit Merrifield and Fetty it, and like these. Yeah. Yeah. Part of it is because we're stuck with Pedro, which is, which sucks. Like we, no one wants to be stuck well, with Pedro. We're going to get reality, to his ass in a minute. Cause the I reality is we are. And we need, especially after how quickly he lost that locker room last year, you need more guys buying in. He played under Pedro for a while. He said some nice things about Getz. So I feel like you get a Whit Merrifield in there. You got a veteran who's had some success in the league, three-time All-Star. That's going to help him kind of, I would hope anyway, win the locker room because you have at least one guy in there that's a veteran that respects Pedro. So, I mean, that could benefit, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> But guys, one of the things that was absolutely hysterical to me was for some reason MLB Network had Pedro on set, like to do an interview and like talk about or things like, and like hope or whatever or pre or yeah. He looks like a priest, but also he's saying like things like you know we played a I realized that we played a game a type of game last year that wasn't winning baseball. We have to be faster and da da. And people are like freaking out about like things he's saying. What do you guys expect a, a manager of a dog shit team to say on December third well, on MLB Network? Well, I'll bring it up. I'll say it. He, what he was saying the same thing when he was first when he was retired. Yeah. He was supposed yeah. to change that. That's why yeah, fans are. Pissed. That's true. <laughs> Thank you. No, that's and, what I was about to say too. Like it's literally the well, same shit last year before the, the yeah. Which is I great. guess last my point year. is he is saying the same shit and that, but people are like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is good. And he's like, yeah, we did some reflection and I I'm, I think I'm a better manager because of it and all this shit. The fuck. Come on, man. I, I know Mitch, <laughs> I know Mitch, you said, you know, uh, Whitmere field, uh, obviously has a, a fim, uh, previous relationship with the Griffol knows him, uh, was there when, uh, Griffol was the coaching, uh, part of the coaching staff for the Royals. But to me, it just seems like they're just trying to surround this guy with like, yes, men. It's like, yeah, like we're, yes, yes, manager. You were right about everything. You're great. Just give me playing time. <laughs> there will be a statue Pedro in the clubhouse. And Kelly and all of them in the clubhouse last year. I can assure you it was not a bunch of yes, man. Oh, we just found out what the who the other team was besides the Diamondbacks and for Eduardo Rodriguez. Oh, the boy. Reds. Oh, no. Oh, you, Eduardo, what are you doing, man? Are you going to sign with the Reds and join a rebuild, or are you going to get on the team that just won the? Uh, the Reds not really a rebuild, though. They're frisky and fun. Yeah, they frisky. were a playoff contender last year. As a mm-hmm. Cubs fan, uh, so July, I hope uh, he signs with the Diamondbacks. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Even though that that may in turn make the Reds more aggressive in the trade market. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Go get yourself a Dylan cease. Hmm. Which, by the way, that package that uh, uh, Bruce Levine. Oh, Bruce like, Levine's package? Hey, yeah. hey, 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 was it also hey. just, was, was his package as discombobulated as his tweets? Uh, <laughs> no comment. You see, um, that guy's ball? you see that guy's balls? They were weird. How the hell did you get the beans above the package that he had the Reds allegedly, like, was the asking price for first ace? Like, I would, that was a pretty solid haul they had. It was two of their top 10 guys and the two infielders. It was like a number. Actually, it was three of the top ten, and then number eleven. But the ele- the guy that was number eleven was like this nineteen year old that uh, just got drafted. Who, I mean, yeah, it was yeah. a pretty solid asking price. I was like, all right, Chris, I-, I see what you're trying to do here. Oh wait, why hasn't this happened yet? That would make sense. I would like a Solar. That I think that would make a lot of sense. Why? 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 Or Cronenworth. 
You would actually have Eloy and then Eloy before Eloy because Solaire was Eloy before Eloy. With the well, well Solaire actually hits for power. So. Oh my Hold god. On. I saw him, hit, him and Hobby had back to back Jackson. What's going, what's going on, Zo? What's going on, Zo? <laughs> no, no, it's just it's nothing breaking. It here, but, uh, Bleacher Report, their baseball page, the walk off, whatever, put up a bunch of proposed <laughs> trades that they oh, think yes, should happen. It. And one of them was Aloy to the Angels for right handed pitcher Jorge Marchico, Checo, and infielder Warner Blakely. Neither of that moves the needle to me. I was I gonna, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Haven't heard either of those. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, why would you trade with the Angels? Like, what do the Angels have besides like Trout? Yeah, the, it's hard like, with Eloy too because like it's you're not going to get much of value for him. Like, because he's always hurt. The production really hasn't been there. He's never on the field. Like, why is the team giving up a lot of assets for that? Like, it's kind of they're kind of in a spot with him. Who are those guys? Uh, I'm, I'm looking. Uh, Jorge is their num- the Angels' number 11 prospect right-handed pitcher, single-A ball, ETA to the pros, 2026. 21 years old, 6'1", 185 pounds, very meh grades. And the other dude, Werner Blakely. Let's see where Werner is. It sounds like an accountant's name. Warner Blankley Blankley is the number 17th prospect in the Angel system, double A, ETA 2025. 21 years old, 6'3, 185 pounds. What does he do well? Nothing. He has nothing over a 50 grade. His overall scouting grade is a 40. Yeah, uh, unless there's a team out there that like truly and is going to pay the White Sox in like in prospect capital as like Mm -hmm. the 2019 2020 hitter he was okay mm-hmm. but i don't think you i don't think you're gonna get like anything close to good value on him right now like he just said so, so it looks like I you're really about don't. to get by brody here <laughs> he's slowly <laughs> open the door <laughs> just, yo <laughs> that was like from pet cemetery just slowly yeah it was <laughs> terrified <laughs> so, 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 so it's gone what do you mean he's gone right, man. Man. It was, yeah. nothing else we could do he's gone the whole guy's gone <laughs> oh. No, nope. you got to go with mama, dude. Yeah. I was just trying to figure out why he was throwing down tarp. I'll be right back. <laughs> Literally laying out tarp behind you. That was it was a little disconcerting. Uh, he was getting ready, yeah. That door slowly opened. It did look like Pat number two. It was yeah. Like <laughs> a little cage with his little you know, razor blades. There goes yeah. your goodbye Achilles, though. Goodbye. That was the worst. Snashes him, slashes him to the bed on the Achilles. Mitch, who, who, where do you think Ooh. Shohei is going to end up? I, uh, <sighs> still going with Seattle. They, oh, Seattle. They, a bunch of, they, they made that weird trade that was the only way I could explain it was like they must be cutting costs for something. And they, there's been no leaks from them, or not many anyway. You like That's Seattle? True. Big fan of Ichiro. That's right. And He's got like, a knife. <laughs> Get him, Brody. Alive. Nah. Uh, no, that was kind of creepy. Oh, hey, love Seb. Well, who loves Seb? Shohei. Shohei and Seb. Yeah, listen. Shohei and Trout didn't work. Shohei and Seb. I can assure you, they're winning ball games up there. I mean, that's the next McGuire Canseco right there. Bash Brothers. <laughs> yeah. I would get a Bash um, Brothers Shohei and Seb shirt. Oh, absolutely. 
Uh, Mike Rodriguez is back reporting. Jamie. Yeah, going to the Reds. Have to have strong discussions about getting a deal done. That's a weird fit. Are they going to trade one of their infielders to the White Sox for Dylan Cease? Ooh. Is that make any sense? Isn't their infield? I thought their infield was pretty much like they're, they're already trying right, to trade. I'll be right back. Give me John. If you give me fire, give me that. Maybe, maybe we're finally getting uh, those moving pieces now that. Uh, and again, I think most teams know uh, Otani is gonna he's gonna be making his decision soon. So that's why we're getting some more rumors now. Uh, and with the Reds pitching market, some of the position guys uh, that could be interesting though. If they if they sign Jamie Candelaria, who plays third base and first base, their infield has like a whole bunch of young guys. That maybe they trade one of them to the White Sox for Dylan C's. I just I saw it popped into my head. By the way, I got a question. Do you guys think that be, that because of the recent scorn over the last 24, 36 hours about how Shohei's camp has handled all this, do you feel like maybe potentially potentially why some of these today's leaks were so specific? The Dodgers thing about him visiting them, closing down the ballpark to tours because he was having his own tour, so the you know the, everything was shut down. The 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 apparel shop, everything. And this was like apparently on Friday, like where they're probably like, okay, look, you can go ahead and this is okay to tell people because maybe they actually felt a little of the pressure of being so secretive that fans were getting pissed. And so they're like, Hey, here's a nugget. Yes. You can tell them that we, you can tell them that we were there on Friday. Totally let them know that it's, it's no secret that you're a finalist. Go ahead and tell them that we were there on Friday. Like, you know what I mean? It feels like almost like gratuitous. Here you go. Go ahead and feed them. That's a fair point. I don't know. I feel like Shohei's the type of guy that, that probably doesn't care. Like, I don't think that outside noise. He does not seem like the type of person that's going to cave to outside pressure. I think it's just how he wants I to operate. Th- I think a lot of that was overblown. Because... I think some of... Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, I was just going to say, I think part of that, too, could be even be they know they're out of the sweepstakes, but they want to let fans know, hey, we're trying. Like, we, we made an effort. So I think some teams that might be like, look, you might maybe rule this out because he is ruling out teams now, allegedly. So they can just be like, well, you know, let's throw the fans a bone. We did try. We're, we're like, making it I mean, if he goes to the Dodgers, my nemesis from last week is going to be freaking toast because he was all <laughs> oh, he was, playmaker Dave. <laughs> playmaker Dave had the Dodgers completely out. The Cubs as the team that was going to have percent or no, I went from like ninety-five to seventy uh, to sixty. Dude literally said he tried to predict. He said he predicted Florida Bama in. He said he was the one that broke Florida State out and Bama in. I'm like, shut the fuck. You don't know shit, bro. The, the thing about it hits, and if it does, it's great. 50 chance, 50 50 chance. He knows that he hedges his bets. It's fucking God. The thing about Shohei and the leaks, and like he's gonna hold, te- he's gonna hold that against teams. It's like, it, 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 obviously, he already headed into the offseason knowing the couple of teams that he was gonna consider. I don't think yeah. like uh, one report here or there he was gonna be like, oh well, I don't want I don't want your six hundred million anymore. No, like, it was for everybody else to play with it. They're like, oh, oh, he said his name. He said his name. He's out. He's out. You know, like trying to disqualify other teams because they, you know, they they happen to say, you know, let's go to the show. Hey, hey, I do he think said he said show. Hey, like you said, Mitch, with the getting like showing your fan base that you're trying. Like I do think that's the Blue Jays because the Blue Jays have been a lot under a lot of pressure. They've had this group of young players who've been talented, you know, highly regarded, and they just haven't delivered a lot of you know success in the playoffs. And like I think that front office is feeling the heat. So I think they're the one. That's why I think we saw a lot of the rumors 
coming yeah. from Toronto in the past five days. That Bobashek call feels like eight years ago now at this point. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I forgot about that. Can we go back to that? Those are better times. Those are better days when it was like, <laughs> <laughs> they do something and we're like, ah. Oh, it could Jen, still happen. He hired Craig Council. Hey, if Kevin's oh. right, they have to clear salary. They have to clear salary. Yeah. Ken Rosenthal just tweeted correction Reds are not a finalist for Rodriguez. Oh, oh, oh. okay. Yeah. Interesting. And we're back in the seas market, baby. <laughs> oh, our yeah. old friend Gordon Whitmire, who now covers the Reds, he also tweeted. Oh, yeah, that. Oh. Wait, no, he tweeted that they are. Oh, wait. Okay, here it is. Source. Yeah. See, this is a perfect the summary of, of the winter meetings. Is not true. This is a fantastic summary <laughs> of the winter meetings right now. It's like, oh, they're in on them. They're not in on them. They're, oh, this is all secretive. So how do we know? But they're not in on them, but they are. I, I feel bad for all the saps that went down there because absolutely nothing happened. That that would have sucked. You're down it was there. Networking, nothing. Mitch. It was networking. Well, that was that was Eduardo Rodriguez's agent trying to get like $10 million extra from the Diamondbacks. It's like, hey, the Reds are in it too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Please tweet this it, out, someone. So it's been like, hey, at least he apologized. <laughs> Our apologies. I think. Ooh, ooh. Did Ken? Did Ken forget to copy and paste socks to red? Red. It should be red socks. Hmm. <laughs> you gotta think now that, like, when people are learning to, uh, like, become an agent. Like part of their training now is like social media one on one. You know what I mean? Like how to play contracts. Oh, with breaking news: is it, Jello is Sherman it official? It. trade between the Yankees and Padres, sending Juan Soto and Trent Grisham to New York is now completed. The teams to make it official sometime tonight. So kind of official, but not yet official. <laughs> Damn, official ish. No, MLB Network just I broke a graphic it. now. 24 hours ago right now 7 30 p.m last night it's me give me credit no, I'm just kidding. Yep. shout out judd i have no somebody dm me who is judd yeah <laughs> judd, tweeted judd, out and everyone went crazy last night yeah judd just apparently just drops like tweets where you're like yeah, he tweets, you know, he, his last tweet was from like the summer yeah yeah like he just who's judd in the padres organization someone let me know judd spoke judd, judd. Judd. Good for the Yankees, I guess. Again, I mean, I think it was that, that was a good deal for the Padres. It's a, it's a great deal. I mean, I'm going to follow Judd now, by the way, and I'm going to get a, a, a notification every time he's got zero. He follows zero people, has almost 5,000 followers. Well, now I'm, I'm going to add to that and give me some, uh, please alert me anytime Judd drops a because, yeah. Good track record. What were some of his other ones? What what uh, what else? Well, no, that's the thing. Oh, he, twist, he tweeted Pivot Man today. Yeah, they're all cryptic. The, none of them are like this is happening, but it's just it happens right before something happens with the Padres. Oh, speaking of cryptic, let's talk about let's try to unwrap uh, Jack Peterson. Oh my God! Yeah, what was that? <laughs> just Instagram picture of him in the Philly fanatic, and what was the caption? Something like. It's Some, always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's always I, sunny in Philadelphia. Or something like that. Is it like a Joe fan? And they beat the Eagles? That's Oh, that could be it. If it, if that's it, dude, come on. That Tweet it. that after Sunday, not three days later in the middle that of the winter meeting. Yeah, that, that could be it 100% because he is a big 49ers fan. He's from the Bay Area. 
I mean, we were we were thinking about uh, the Phillies like lineup. He got us all thinking about how they're gonna have just uh, left-handed uh, sluggers up and down their lineup. I don't know what game we're playing, yeah, dog, but it is game time, fool. Um, yeah, I mean that would be a sick lineup. But I told you guys, I went to that Giants game last season. He is worshipped by that home crowd. I mean. I don't how, see how old is Jock now? Would you guys want to do like a two-year deal for him? The Sox. I, this is all moot no, because, because he's not leaving any window. They'd be like, "Why? Why are we?" If we're yeah, he's not a Sox, guy you add. Like it's not going to do anything for us. He is. 31. He signed with a bad Cubs team in twenty twenty one. He'll be he'll be thirty two when the season starts. He turns thirty two in April. I guess you could throw him in right field. Like, I wouldn't hate it. It's not like I'm anti-jock. I just don't think that would make much sense. The video that pops up on Josh's baseball reference page is some dude talking about Otani and Cease going to the Braves. <laughs> well, have you seen that? All the talk has been it's like, so you much know, wild shit out there. Well, uh, the Braves reporters are like, no, they're not in on Otani. Any talk about Cease was overblown. Out. They just shut that down right away. Maybe they're that, just trying to. I don't know. The Braves, though. It, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what your emojis meant. So, toe, to. Oh, uh, so toe. He did all, an emoji weird cryptic tweet. Oh, last night. Oh, that's what that was. I was yeah, trying. I yeah. tried to figure it out too. Oh, my God. On my phone, the 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 oh, the uh, emo- the uh, emoji on my phone was like a foot with the, the toes were very prominent. On Twitter, it's like a side foot. Yeah, so, that was yeah. Like, so but it was supposed to be that was toes. <laughs> God dang it, Apple. Um, yeah. the so so oh, like the so toe to Apple, big Apple. That's tough. I wouldn't have figured that. Yeah, that was tough. That was tough with the emojis yeah, changing. I, I, up. I was literally just staring at it for like the last five minutes, and I had no <laughs> idea what the fuck it was. <sighs> that feels like a high cryptic. Ke- Kevin was in the lab. The Delta. Oh, yeah. He's well, like, I, I have another one. Me. I have another one that was. Uh, it was. It was a. Hold on. It was a response. It was a reply. It, it's way more clear here. I'll. 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 Uh, I'll, I'll share that one too. Uh, let's see if I can find it. You are dumb fuck. I am an idiot. Uh, absolutely. Now probably that's that probably like a response to like some fake food account tweeting that comes. So around. oh here it is. <laughs> yeah, seven fifty four. This one's so tough. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make it laugh. So I gotta, I gotta, Jeffrey. Jeff- Jeffrey in the comments is a White Sox fan going off his profile picture, so I'm not going to give him shit about the attendance thing. But he said, the Sox won't draw 2 million fans in 2024. That's just downright sad. At this point, put the bananas on the field with guts. Here's a list of the following teams. Here's the list of the following teams that did not get 2 million fans in 2023. The Twins, the Diamondbacks, the Orioles, the Guardians, uh, the Nationals, the White Sox, the Tigers, the Pirates, the Rays, the Royals, the Miami Marlins, and the Oakland Athletics. None of those 12. teams drew two million fans. At home. Yeah, twelve is a lot. That's yeah. So none of those teams got two million. Two million seems like a a lofty number. Cincinnati just got over it. Hey, if, J- if Jerry elect- gets- that team was fun to watch in like June and July. If Jerry gets hundred yes. percent buy-in from Nashville, uh population grows by twenty twenty-eight or twenty-nine, maybe he gets two million then. 
But just again, just saying though that the National League champion Arizona Diamondbacks had under two million fans this year. And I understand we're in the third major market, Jeffrey, but we also share that market with another team who had over two million. They had two point seven million last year. Slightly. So it's a little bit different. All right, here we go. Optimism. I'm just saying I'm not gonna get into an attendance thing because I really don't give a shit. yeah. Juan Soto to the Yankees. They're keeping Verdugo. They have Trent Grisham as their fourth outfielder. They were one of the major teams that was, if they missed out on the Soto trade, that they were going to go after Cody Bellinger. But that seems like that's not going to be an option for them anymore. Mm-hmm. The Cubs, as we've been talking about, not looking great for Otani. Obviously, Soto's not with the Yankees. That option is gone. This has to improve the Cubs' chances, right? Of Retaining Mitch, are you about to get a ticket? No, I just have to I actually gotta start moving to set up my live shot. I'm I was parked in a spot where I have so like Mizzou, they have these big columns behind this like one of their big domes, like in the middle of campus. That's like the best location. We're doing a story on the Mizzou, so that's why I had to set up my live shot. But you can't park there, so I had to go to a different parking spots. So now I'm getting ready to drive back to where it was to set Mitch up. Mitch is gonna be like about to do a scene a, for the next that was a great yeah. story. You should you should tell that story on camera. You know what? You asked. I mean, I didn't have to. <laughs> I got to bust your balls, Mitch. Stop it. Um, you know, my dude's boring enough as it is. I don't need to be patronized. That's an off camera. Oh, Joel is uh, Joel's bringing the heat. Cody, Reese Hopkins, Chapman, Glasnow, all Cubs. Cubs just go crazy. I'll take like three of those guys. A couple of those guys, maybe uh, Shota Imanaga from Japan, the other one of the other Japanese pitchers. Mm-hmm. There's a path. All right, Kevin, let's talk about the path here. Yeah, the pivot. Let's talk about the pivot, the path. If the Cubs, let's say the Cubs have a similar offseason as last year when they got Swanson, uh, Bellinger, yeah, and Tyler. What if Yankees want Dylan Cease and we get Jason Dominguez for him? You're not getting not Jason Dominguez for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you guys get sad, I still think the Cubs are getting Otani. Um, they're gonna, they're gonna block, they're blocking the poor kid. They got too many outfielders. Give him a shot. The, the, uh, I think the Yankees were offering to Domin- or might have been desperate enough uh, to offer Dominguez to the Cubs uh, during the summer, supposedly. Um, if the Cubs get Cody Bellinger back, and that's their Swanson type signing. They get Reese Hoskins on a let's call it like a the same a similar deal as the Billinger deal last year, uh, and then they trade for Tyler Glass now. Uh, they get uh, that Stevenson uh, reliever that Cubs fans are uh, wanting right now because he has one of the best strikeout rates as a reliever, and then they get like a lefty reliever. Uh, Brent Suter is a guy I think maybe on their radar. Uh, former Brewer was really good with the Rockies. What do you think, Kevin? Satisfied, I, bro? That's the pivot that I want. That's actually the pivot that makes me I, as 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 much as I want Shohei. If Shohei can't be had, and Jed gets outsaved by a couple teams, and you know, I was told by many people that Shohei would play for the Cubs just for the privilege of playing for the Cubs and playing at Wrigley, which obviously that's not a real thing. So, um. This is this is the great pivot, right? You, you if you can't get the big fish, 
you know, you can't get the whale. You go out and get a, you know, you go get a, a, a gaggle of uh, freaking dolphins instead, right? And so in this case, to pivot, you get Cody. You're bringing a big bat. You know, I, I, people are freaking out about Cody's 300 million, whatever. Relax. I'll play that Scott Boris interview. I got it here too, by the way. Um, you add, obviously, you know, you've taken care of that big bat. You're not losing, you're not downgrading your offense, which was carried by uh, a guy that had incredible numbers last year. You go out and you get, uh, you know, the starter with glass now who is a question mark health wise. And you know, the devil raise factor well, when he's good, when he's going, he's going, oh, he's, he's going, he's good. He's good. Contract yeah, he's year. So maybe he'll magically stay healthy. Um, and then, yeah, you throw that Hoskins in there and then, yeah, you, you, you I think you need a, I think you need another uh, left-handed DH bat uh, to pop, you know, you can find somewhere around the market or, you know, maybe give Mervis that chance, a little bit better of a chance. Um, and then, yeah, you, you fill oh, in some of these, with some of these this mid to <laughs> mid to upper leftover, you know, relievers that you have on the market that can obviously depth your bullpen. And I think they're fine. I think that would be, I, I would give Jed an A for the off season. If all of that happened, the worry is that glass now ends up with like the angels or something. And, you know, Bellinger ends up with the giants and uh, you know, Shohei obviously ends up with not the Cubs and Yamamoto ends up with the Yankees. And next thing you know, the entire Cubs off season is, Maybe a Reese Hoskins and then a bunch of like veteran one year contracts, like with a like a a, a Schwindel style pull and pray kind of moment. And all of a sudden, the biggest thing of the offseason really is Craig Council. And then all of a sudden, we go home and we cry. But uh, a lot of one way to go. But I, I that one right there, yeah, Aldo was it, that's mint 100%. I like that's that's it's, the tough part. Obviously, the hope was it is. The, I think it's. I think the if they get like a Bellinger guy, maybe like the the Hoskins doesn't happen. But I think that I think they do get like a starting pitcher. You stop bringing belt out there too. Get the skipper. That's fine. Yeah, but that's a veteran gamble. Like I think he's better than Mancini and Hosmer. But again, I want better. Yeah, you know what if, I don't like though. If, you know what I don't if like. If it's opening like, day and Brandon Belt is your big signing, then we have problems. What do you guys think? Because this is what I don't like. This is what I haven't liked hearing the last couple of days. I we shouldn't go do this because it's going to block so and so prospect. I oh, yeah, that's bad. That's don't believe that there is a such thing as blocking a prospect. If a prospect has earned it, the prospect will be up. Yeah. If your manager's not doing it, like Dave Ross, that's a that's a you problem. That's not. That's that's a whole other problem, okay? But it, you don't. It, no player is ever blocked. If you're good, there no team is stupid. Oh, let's keep him down. He's killing the ball, but we can't use some help. What I'm the sorry, hell? I, I, so I wasn't laughing at that, but uh, just how I'll the feel, White Sox... I'll feel this question. I'll feel this Oof. question. One question I had is why is TA still a free agent? He was statistically the worst player in baseball. Last a year. lot of players are still free agents. Now, nothing, nothing's really happened. Yeah, end up with the Marlins. He's fine. But, uh, I just wanted to bring this oh, up. This is, up. He will get a job. I, this I hope was brought can... up uh, to my Japanese, attention but... by uh, Yumper. <laughs> um, just like White Sox Twitter has the uh, food accounts for a long time, the Cubs, uh, the Cubs uh, Twitter yep. insider was that account uh, Charles the Cat. Charles the Cat. Yeah, yeah. Well, guess who's back, baby? Meow. <laughs> because the latest, uh, the latest. Oh, no. Charles the Cat is back. Charles the Cat. Latest tweet, 849 uh, Standard Mountain Time. Being told Cubs are still very much in on Otani. We're oh. back, baby. <laughs> Charles Meow, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah there he is. Charles Meow. Cubs are still mm. in Otani. There's a chance that I'm back. This is all I needed. This is what I needed. Screw uh, Nightingale. 
who cares what Heyman's saying? Playmaker David, uh, anybody else out there? I just if you want, I can cat. text Katy Perry's booty hole to get him to confirm too. <laughs> hey, I gave out the I gave out the signal uh, the other day. I, <laughs> I haven't talked to that guy in a long time. Actually, hit him up. So. Another great Charles the Cat one was things are shaping up nicely for the Cubs to receive a massive haul for Wilson and Hap. Almost. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't think, see why the Cubs aren't jumping in on Eric Hosmer. Um, let's see here. I just, Oh, by the way, I know uh, we started the offseason. And the Juan the Soto trade, the Yankees are 8-1 eight, eight to, to win the World Series. He said that Tony La Russa is a hard fart away from Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fucking funny. Sorry. I, okay. I remember. Hey, hey. Um, you talked about the Bichette trade just Yes, the, the Bichette, also on the Bichette deal. Um, Very handsome name, Matt. Speaking of another Blue Jay, I started the offseason talking about how I wanted the Cubs to have no part in Matt Chapman, but I wrote about him. I gave him a fair chance. I looked back at his data, at the batted ball data, how hard he was in the ball. Was there any tough luck? Was he striking out more? What was going on? Why was his power down? I overreacted. I'll admit it. I'll take a step back. If the Cubs pivot and their big signing is Matt Chapman, is it a step down from like Cody Bellinger? Yes. Obviously, it's a massive step down from Shohei Otani. His defense, I know that we said it slipped, but he was still like third in defensive runs saved. I think he was 10th tenth, uh, tenth in uh, OAA, outs above average. Still solid, though. He hit the ball like the hardest I think he's ever has. Uh, mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be completely freaking out. I do think it would be a similar thing as the Dansby Swanson con or like the Dansby Swanson signing where you're getting a proven defensive guy who can hit power. Is he he's not like your 850 900 OPS star hitter, but you're getting a good upgrade to what you had. You're getting a consistent guy at third base. Your team is getting better. Maybe the contract is going to be a little uh, in like three years, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. hate it as much as I did like a month and a half ago. Uh, that being said, mm-hmm. it would still be a letdown, obviously, starting the offseason. So we got Chris more questions. Keep firing, keep firing the questions. Keep firing these questions in the comments. So Checking can the White Sox get a catcher? Lee is not the answer. I think they really like what they have in Quiro and. Uh, it's the veteran guy the, from Houston, who, oh, Martin no, Maldonado. Martin Maldonado has been a name. Who was the other kid though that they they would call up? Up oh, breaking breaking news: him. Eduardo Rodriguez to the Diamondbacks, four-year contract around twenty million dollars a year. God damn! Oh god damn! I'm telling you, that was a last-ditch effort from Rodriguez's agent. And he's like, "Hey, Ken, throw throw the Reds out there. We're trying to get some extra money here." So, all right, well, there, here, folks, for those of you that were trying to gauge Dylan Cease's market, Eduardo Rodriguez, very good year last year, all-star, left-handed pitcher, but he just got four years of $80 million. Cease is under control for the next two years at, what, a total of $18 million? Uh, yeah, it's going to be around that. That's, you guys are seeing what I'm saying now, right? I'm not talking to you two. I'm talking to, like the people listening. Like that's why Cease has so much value. And I mean, right now, 
Eduardo Rodriguez is a better pitcher of the two, but like that's a pretty big money bump right there. You see what I'm saying? So, and yes, Joel, I would still no. You can't have Mitch Garver on the north side if the White Sox oh, are going to sign. Oh, that would be a great pivot. Yes, that is a good, that's another good name. Left? Or he's no. No, if the White Sox are going to no, sign an old catcher, catcher, I want to be Garver for the Cubs. Ooh. I, no, he's coming. Oh, he's coming I think our guy Kevin a uh, full count Tommy. He's been talking about Mitch Garver as an option. I think yeah. that'd be a decent. Hey, okay, you're obviously you're not getting like a, a elite bat, but he's been pretty damn good. Mitch so Garver's a pretty Mitch Garver's good. <laughs> so here's the thing, too, Aldo. Like those are solid moves. You know what I mean? It just hurts, though. No, it does. It just feels I, it, like conversations. Like Kate Beckinsale, and then dating, you know, like a seven. Not oh, not a bad. What, was that? Yeah, I was, what like, was that? That was interesting. This is my anniversary. I know. Um, but it's like it's like you, it's a just a it's a disappointing downgrade. Uh, it's kind of like when my fiance sees me with my shirt off, you know, and then she you know watches Vanderpump Rules. It's just a totally different world. So uh, I'm with you, Kevin. When you talk about guy. it's just when <laughs> when you bring up fans who are now going to be like, well, that was going to be a lot of commitment for that. You don't know if Otani is going to pitch again or with Soto. It's like, oh man, you're giving up a lot for a one year rental or for Yamamoto. It's like, oh man, you know, he has, he's never pitched an MLB. That's a lot of money to commit. We've been saying it. You are a big market team. Act like one you have to take chances for stars sometimes. Overpay. You have to overpay. You have to, sometimes you have to overpay in free actually a lot of almost every time you're overpaying in free agency. That's just yes. what it is. But you're gonna back, you know. And I'm not saying you have to do it every single year, but man, like step up. D come on. You they, at, at some point you do have to take a risk. And here's the thing too. With the, I mean, and and you know, Cody Bellinger might be that risk. I hope. Um, but that's oh, a, the, the fans don't get it. There are so fans that are so traumatized by Jason Hayward that that there's just nothing. There's nothing you could say to him. Shohei's overrated. He's not worth it. Here's a guy that can literally you could pay him twenty five million dollars to be a pitcher and twenty five million dollars to be an elite hitter. And that you're still getting a discount at that point for $50 million because he's providing two services for the price of one overrated. And then you got Juan Soto to, you know, when the Cubs weren't going to get Juan Soto, I saw fans, Juan Soto is really not worth that. He's not worth the trade. He's not that good. Look, are you, what? And now we're <laughs> oh, going to get to the downgrade part where fans are now going to start downgrading it. She was not, she wasn't, I didn't like her anyway. She wasn't really that pretty. Like that kind of, we're about to get into that phase of these courtships. If the uh, Cubs don't happen, because it, of course, it's it's just that natural human reaction. But man, uh, there's there's a couple other moves though that so, can make. I just this uh, is this is some good twittering. Yeah, some of the guys that I follow that are Dodgers fans, I've already are tweeting the the video of Eduardo Rodriguez giving up a home run to Puig in the, the <laughs> postseason. Oh. <laughs> I love baseball fans, dude. People don't forget shit. And, no, really. and now you have all this video like readily available. I mean, that thing was up within five minutes of him signing with the Diamondbacks. <laughs> the tweet literally just says, we get to face Eduardo Rodriguez in the division now. And it's just Pui hitting a ball 10 stories deep. That's hilarious, dude. Oh, Mitch's got a stand-up going now. Oh, yeah. Mitch is good to go. I thought he got in a car accident. I feel like he's being interrogated. That picture makes me feel like he's being interrogated by the Navy SEALs. 
I know the, the Red Sox did win that game, but not because of Eduardo's pitching. Let's um, not ruin guys. Come on now. Let's not ruin the narratives. That's we're on Twitter right now. <laughs> let's just let's stay with the jokes. We don't need to know the facts. Oh, do you guys want to hear the Scott Boris soundbite? What was the Scott about Boris Cody, soundbite? The soundbite about Cody Bellinger. I think we're missing a joke, although. Was it? I think there's a joke in there somewhere. Oh, he didn't do one, and that's what he's doing. Am I right? Are you playing something? Are you playing something? You can't hear it? If you're playing no. something, you oh, I'm over here like listening to it. I'm like the great sound. Anyway, well, I heard it was static. Oh, I, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought like the joke was like he yeah. didn't do one. Yeah, he was like, silent. Like, like, no, we can't hear it. No. Oh, I thought that was the joke. Oh, never mind. All right. In other words, so no, it's Scott Boris. He basically said that Cody's listening to anyone and everyone. That he's even listening to the doctors. So. Oh, well, he has to say that because he's asking for $300 million, apparently. That was the Scott Boris doing his best mime impersonation. It was actually, I forgot See, to show you. It right, perfect, here's another, another so, example of why I love visual. baseball Twitter. I just saw the one you my boy, Yeah, my boy GD already <laughs> tweeted out, yo, at Orioles. And it's just a video of Cease striking out Juan Soto looking. That's that's <laughs> the recruiting you got to do. That's <laughs> That's great. That, that that's some good twittering right there. That's good. That, that's what that is. People need to learn from that. All your petty arguments don't do shit, but tweeting about videos like that. <laughs> there we go. That is some good recruiting right there. I also love this joke. Um, a big cat does it a lot. Uh, uh, how long until Juan Soto earns his pinstripes? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's gonna get booed after his first like zero for four three strikeout. He game. starts and slow I, every year, doesn't he? I, he he's, yeah. he's like a, he's like a notorious be, slow starter, and it's gonna be cold there, not warming like it is in San Diego. No, he's a notorious. I still slow, think, I still think back granted. to Giancarlo Stanton's first game, and I remember putting up a video, and it was just everyone booing the hell out of him. His first game at Yankees. No. I wonder what I can't wait to see. Uh, Jesus, the, the OPS leaders in Major League Baseball since 2020: number one, Aaron Judge; number two, Juan Soto. Nice, good one too. <laughs> I just I want to see Juan Soto's uh, expected stats now that he's playing with that little league Mickey Mouse torch in right field. Uh, by the way, shout out to our guy Lyle who came on to talk about the Seattle Mariners and the that Luis Robert trade proposal um, a while back. I've uh, been following yep. ever since, and obviously the Mariners are going through some shit right now. They've had their sal- yep. salary dump deals. Um, nobody yep. knows what the hell their direction is, who they're going to sign. But right now mm-hmm. he tweeted out, a team that lost their TV deal is going out and making marquee free agent moves? What? And he's talking about the Diamondbacks. Who are part of that uh, group of teams that lost like their like their cable package contract mm-hmm. stuff? But they're you know they signed Rodriguez right now, four years, eighty million, and the Mariners are just I that's a they're supposed big, to be spending, but it, they're not doing much. I what understand Juan Soto to the Yankees deserves every headline it's getting and all the attention <laughs> it's getting. I hear that. Why not? Right very, now. very faintly. Uh, do we have to talk about anything of those things? So. Okay, cool. 
Justin. Um, but I think the Diamondbacks getting Eduardo Rodriguez should be getting a little bit more love because their starting rotation on paper right now is Zach Gallen, Miro Kelly, Eduardo Rodriguez, Brandon Flat, and Tommy Henry. Now Brandon Flat had a really good end of the season and a really good play. He shoved in the postseason. And so that's a pretty solid one through four. I don't know who the fuck Tommy Henry is. Sounds like a guy that owes me 10 bucks. But (laughs) that's a pretty decent rotation. And one of the reasons why they didn't get the job done was they were missing that four starter. And that's a pretty damn good four. Here we go. We got more from Ken Rosenthal. Source confirms free agent left-hander Eduardo Rodriguez in agreement with the Diamondbacks. Four-year deal, $80 million contract with a vesting option and bonuses. Deal can reach five years, $99 million. God damn. Get paid, son. There you go. God, I'm tying Brody's right arm to his body. <laughs> he is just throwing left-handed, left-handed, left-handed. Ooh, uh, we got a follow-up on the Jamie Candelario uh, report. This, oh, this is from John Morosi. Jamie Candelario is engaged in an ongoing discussion with the Reds, as Mike Rodriguez, or yeah, Mike Rodriguez reported uh, tonight. And Cincinnati has emerged as the leader to sign the free agent infielder. If if Candelario joins the Reds, they'd likely trade an infielder before opening day. I think that means Jonathan India. Yeah, I mean they've been. I don't knows. see them treating their other young guys. India's house literally right now is a chair and a TV on like a box. He has all his shit packed. He is just waiting for them it, to tell him where he's going. It's so sad because I remember when his his name first started to come up in trade rumors back in like July. He's beloved in that clubhouse. He's one of the younger guys, but he's like yeah. been there for you know three or four years. So he's, he's one of their veteran guys, but he's still young. He's respected. Those guys have like looked up to him and they're all like, yeah, this is a bummer. Like we love him." And then the GM is like slowly, but surely they were like decreasing his playing time. And then they were bringing up guys. And then in the off season, I think I saw like a week, a week ago, the Reds GM was like, yeah, you know, we're, we're maybe thinking about moving him, giving him time at first base. And now it's just kind of like, they're just kind of slowly shoving him out the door. <laughs> I forgot Rodriguez blocked a trade to the Tigers. Yes, uh, that first. is yes. <laughs> Uses no trade clause. Boop. Much better mm-hmm. situation. That's why that no trade clause is nice. Oh, this is a good question. Do you think uh you guys boy gets more than four years eighty million? Uh, no. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's what either. he's a couple years older. He said he had a couple injury things the past few years. I think he gets like a three-year deal. I think he gets a. I think he might get like the twenty million AAV. Yeah, I think it's two and an option. I think he gets a two and a mutual or something because just he's so volatile. I think I don't think organizations want to engage in a long-term deal that doesn't have like a a, a, an out somewhere. Like I see, like I see, like the Giants doing like a three-year deal maybe for him. Team like that. Okay. And he said how he'd it. love to pitch for the Giants. Before. Yeah, I can see that. That would work. Poor he, Giants. He's there well there, too. That's a good environment for him. Poor Giants. They just they try so hard and never get anything. And they got three World Series since 2020. They're doing fine. I know, but it's just... In like a six-year span, too. They were like incredible. But it's hard. And that division is brutal, man. It It's... I am surprised that the Braves didn't make a run at Eduardo Rodriguez for four years, 80 mil. 
That seems like right up the Braves' territory. They need mm. pitching, man. The Braves need pitching. And it's weird because, again, I mean, who everyone's – again, who the hell actually knows I mean, everybody anything? needs pitching, but – Right, but I'm saying, like, even their, even their GM, uh, when he spoke to the media this week, he's like, yeah, no, we haven't really engaged in – we're not going after starting pitchers. I don't. It's weird because they need it. <laughs> Who do the? Do they, I mean, do they got like a farm system full of pitchers? They, I think they're just hoping yes. that three guys they're, come they're, back. Their top, their top five prospects are all right-handed oh, pitchers. All pitchers. Well, top I think they're six. hoping that uh, Max Reed stays healthy because I mean he's he's a Cy Young talent. He's very uh, Strider, good. you know, obviously really good. Uh, they have, uh, who's the guy who always signs like one to two year deals with them? Charlie Morton, right? He's still with them. Um, the White Sox Morton? bullpen was like the only good thing on the team last year. Uh, Sorry. I'm like uh, Wonder Woman with the negative White Sox comments. <laughs> with my bracelets. Oh, man. Uh, Hey, things are finally happening. We started the show yeah. saying how nothing was happening. And we yeah, just, see, we just got to do a show every night. It. and just we, 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 we just call it like the Twitter hours, and we just sit here, all three of us on Twitter, and talk baseball. I'm fascinated and... by the Reds going after Candelario because it would make – I know they've signed a couple pitchers. They signed Emilio Pagan and uh, Nick Martinez, you know, mid-tier, solid guys. But I, I – I have to think that they're pivoting hard to glass now and or cease, right? If they're mm-hmm. not going to spend more on pitching in the free agent market, um, which would suck either way for the Cubs because either the Cubs are lose out to the Reds on glass now or the Reds get a you know pretty decent to good starting pitcher in Dylan Cease. That Yankees mm-hmm. Wow. Somebody else step up. Braves, come on. Get Cease. Yeah. I mean, Dodgers. Dodgers just keep getting everybody, <laughs> and then lose in the playoffs. <laughs> there's so many teams that are make sense for the Braves. Really, don't have a good farm system, though. They don't. Yeah. No, they do not. Do and that's the thing you keep saying it. The really Orioles are the team that makes the most sense. And they can like give it us should back. be the Orioles. Yes, it should be the Orioles. Do you know what that it reminds been... me of? That reminds me of the Cubs and Mets, all like in the mid 2010s. It was like, oh, these two teams are the perfect match. The Mets have pitching. The Cubs have a whole bunch of young hitters. They match up perfectly for a trade, and they just never did it until the very end with Javi Baez and uh, PCA. <laughs> like that, just the, it always seemed like a perfect fit, and it just never happened. The Braves oh, here's, have here's the Hall. You saw the Hall, right? So it's yeah, great. we we already talked about yeah. that. The Braves have two top hundred prospects: number fifty three and number one hundred. And they're both right-handed pitchers. There you go. Oh, Ken. Ken just got the last uh, message from the agent. Total potential value is an even $100 million for Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, I mean, I kind of felt like those numbers, but come on. And now they got Soto in New York, Baltimore. You need more pitching. Come on. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> Come on. Well, you just got to you have to bully the Orioles now. Come on. Come on. You have to keep sending him clips of C striking out uh the Yankees. Juan Soto. Yeah. Didn't he, I feel like Where's Bob like been all night tonight? Game. Where's Bob been? I haven't heard a damn thing from Bob night. <laughs> Bob, Bob got Bob, talk Bob's to. in timeout. Bob's <laughs> yeah, in timeout. Bob's, he got muted. 
<laughs> yeah, where is Bob? It's funny how Bob. Where the hell is Bob? Where has he been? I don't see any like Bob's really in timeout. Captain Obvious fucking Bob got bopped on the nose like a bad dog. And Bob's first, Bob reactivate? Like, Bob's first tweet on Thursday is going to be like at six others. in the morning. Arizona Diamondbacks make a big splash at the winter meeting, citing Eduardo Rodriguez. Ken Rosenthal. Oh, he did it. They opened up the 24. Diamondbacks will open the 2024 season with the best rotation in the National League West. Diamondbacks losing the West <laughs> confirmed. Those are fat. You know who I can't wait to see in the majors? Dylan Cruz. Okay. Like that, kid's, that kid's gonna be really fucking good. I'll say this. He can keep... Yeah. <laughs> this is probably how, the I have no night. idea how Bob can say <laughs> this. That's the comment of the night. Bob's watching Kings and Queens on TBS right now. I have I mean, okay, I just read that Bob uh the Dodgers can very much still sign Yoshinobu Yamamoto, and like, the Dodgers I mean, their do starting rotation would be pretty damn good too. The Dodgers have an endless pit of money; they can do whatever the fuck they want. Oh, Bob! Maybe the Cubs could too. Cubs could too. <sighs> I just want Bob to keep tweeting out the most anti-Cubs, anti-Cubs. Just uh, come on, Bob! I need mean, you. For all the times you're wrong, be be wrong the, the most this time. He's gonna like literally like like post a dance like him throwing down like a like spiking the football and dancing when Shohei doesn't sign with the Cubs. I guarantee you he's gonna make a snarky ass tweet when oh. Otani signs. It's coming. Oh, yeah. it's he's coming. gonna be like the Cubs who were out. Uh, I'm a here long for time it ago. too. I'm we reported out days ago per a Cubs official. I'm here for it. I'm definitely yeah. here. I I want to <laughs> see this like un like underground beef between Bob and Jed. Tremendous. Just spill out into Twitter. Maybe we'll find out who Jed's burner is. Oh, <laughs> when Bob does that snarky tweet, you have to read all the replies. All the replies, yeah. Because whoever white knights for Jed, that's Jed's burner. That's I wonder if Rick Hahn still goes on Twitter now. Oh, you know it. <laughs> you, dude, like the White Sox sign uh, Fetty and like he's the first comment, like what a shit signing that GM sucks. <laughs> the Aaron Bummer trades, like wow, Han Han could have gotten more. Yeah, Han could have got more. That was <laughs> I forgot they traded Aaron Bummer. That seems like two years ago. Yeah, it sounds like two years ago. That's what I'm saying. So much shit happens because of the rumors, the news cycle that it does at least keep us somewhat entertained. It gets annoying for yeah. sure, but hey, it's all entertainment. Well, I really if. Otani really does what a lot of people are reporting, and he makes a decision by the end of this week. That's very cool by me. I really yeah. think, though, as soon as he goes, we're going to see some shit happen. Well, I'm trying to think back to last year. Uh, let's see. I think the Cubs signed Bellinger a year ago today. So, you know, that's mm -hmm. what, December 6th. Uh, I think they signed Swanson a week or two weeks later. Week and a half well, later. Yeah, last last year was the winter of shortstops. Uh, the Korea that one happened like in January because of all the fucking medical stuff. Uh, mm. Trey Turner was the early one when he signed with the Phillies. He was like the big like whoa. Yeah, like he knew where he was going. Yeah, as the season ended. It, I, I'm saying I'll say it again though. It would be hilarious if if Shohei just stays with the Angels. <laughs> yep. All right, boys. Uh, I got to wrap this up here. Uh, yes. So 
you all are welcome for us waking up the hot stove. Uh, credit <laughs> Pinwheels and Ivy for all of this. The Soto trade, Eduardo Rodriguez, that's all us. And, Candelario uh, rumors. Yeah, absolutely. Take full credit. Obviously, if something big happens, uh, we will do an emergency broadcast. Uh, we decide on what is big. Fetty did not deserve did an it emergency make the cut? broadcast. No. But uh, it's an MVP you're yeah. talking about. We appreciate all the super chats. We appreciate all the support. We appreciate all of you. Uh, thank you guys for listening, commenting, joining us. Like, subscribe, share us on your social medias. That all helps the cause, fellas and lady. I know there's at least one watching. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, much love. Appreciate it. Be good to each other. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. This Padres bitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy. Season, make it all change. Season, make it all change. Take me out to the ball game.